You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester, and with me as always is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's rolling well, wherever you want me to answer that. I mean, it's exciting to be talking football. I know we sort of talk football on Friday. You kind of uh, cut the head off the podcast by titling it Worst Episode Ever. I'm sure it wasn't. Well, it was, Audio-wise, it, it was the worst. It was really bad. I don't even know if you know if you listen to it, but like, I had an echo most of the time on that podcast. L- Last week's episode, the sole purpose of it was because we had to keep our streak going of never having missed a week. Yeah, we're like Cal Ripken. Like, he would go 0 for 5 and have two errors, but he'd still play yeah. the next day. Yeah, but this week this week is going to be a good one, hopefully. Uh, last year, it was actually a year ago exactly. It was April 26th, 2016, when we posted our NFL draft preview for 2016. And I think I was I was listening to some of it uh, this week in preparation. And I thought it went pretty well, so... So let's see if uh, we can match that this year. Akiva, as I'm sure you can recall, last year we had a guest on that episode. Yes, yeah, so what we did what we did last year, I think in the theme of the show, which is stupidly titled 32 Fans, is that we had 32 fans. <laughs> it's such a bad name, by the way. It's like, it, is it too late to change that horrible name? <laughs> um, it, it, we had 32 fans um, make their picks for the 2016 NFL Draft. And then we had a uh, air quotes expert on self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed uh, NFL draft Nick. How come like draft Nick is only added to draft? You don't hear like uh, like I'm a restaurant Nick. You know I love restaurants. Well, Nick is really like a Yiddish thing usually, yeah. isn't it? You yeah, hear it a lot so. in Israel, like Chutznik and stuff like that. Yeah, Nunnik. So it's like a Jewish thing, but yeah, I don't know. Somehow, the NFL do draft- the Jews control the draft? I don't think Mel Kiper or Todd McShay are no, members of the tribe. Not. So. Anyway, so they went up against uh, a, a draft expert, and then I think whoever had the worst pick in the whole draft would get banned uh, for life from the podcast. Yep. And, and, so, and to be and yeah. to be clear, what yeah. we've told our fans is we're not asking them. This is not a mock draft where they're trying to predict what their team is going to do. We're saying to people, tell us what you wish they would do You know, if you were the owner slash GM of the team. And so I think that that means that they were even more likely to have picks that would not reflect sure. reality because they could uh, pick like nev- Tim Tebow or something. They could yeah. just they could like go totally off the the reservation. But never, never, nevertheless, they persevered over our expert who uh, was immediately uh, given a lifetime ban. Yes, but and yet here we are one year later. Yeah, yeah, 
and we've decided to give uh, Mr. Jordan Kalish a, a slight reprieve and, and welcome back provisionally to the podcast. Thanks, guys. How's it going? Welcome back, Jordan. All right, so this is your your unbanned. This is a one year sentence. I feel like it's pretty harsh. You were ineligible for postseason play, much like Starling Marte. Yeah, not that the, not I, that the Pirates I, are going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that was pretty harsh because I had to make what thirty one picks last year. This this year it's thirty two. Oh, I forgot how great it was last year. One. The Patriots didn't have a pick, although they don't have one in yeah. the first round this year, right? Yeah, but that's because uh, no, they, they don't. But they, 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 they traded, traded it away it. for a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Right, right. Like Brandon Cooks would go one in this draft. So, oh yeah, that's well, fair. no, he wouldn't go one. But let's I mean, this draft, horse. this draft is trash. He, I don't he'd want to be top five. You, yes, it was unfair because they were. You know, each of them had to make one pick. You had to make thirty-one. But none of those people declared themselves experts. That is that is true, and I did I did uh, say that the Seattle Seahawks were going to pick LaRaven Clark, who went in the fourth round of last year's draft. So um, I guess I'm not as much of an expert as I thought I was, but I'm hoping to uh, to redeem myself this week. How how was LaRaven's rookie season? Um, he did not. I don't think he played. He, he didn't start. Um, the uh, the life of a backup wide uh, a backup uh, offensive lineman, as I would know from my uh, my high school playing days, isn't all that fun. Um, but hopefully, uh, hopefully he. I think uh, it was a brag that he was on his high school football team, Chester. Well, well, I, I, I didn't. I didn't start it. I was a back of line. Well, I was. Just, I started on defense, uh, so I guess that was. Uh, yeah. I so mean, was good. this a private school? Like you're not like offensive line. How tall are you? I, I'm only. I'm only five ten. I'm. Not, I'm not tall. I'm not big enough to play uh, defensive line. But I so played at a very like small a very, public school. Oh, small public school. Okay. And a my, bad my, team. My dad played middle linebacker, and he was like five eight one fifty. Really. Yeah, but but I mean, this is a different era. Obviously, this is a this is a private school in Minnesota. No, this is a public school. They had been not when he was there, but a few years before they'd actually been state champions, and like seven eight years before he got there. I mean, I guess players were much smaller back then. I mean, yeah. Laraven Clark isn't isn't. Uh, and size. to be He's fair, six, five, to be three, fair, seven. by the time he was uh, an upperclassman, they moved him to running back because he was too small, basically. But he had started at linebacker. Yeah, I was I was too slow to play anything besides line, so that uh, that w- it wouldn't have worked out too well if they moved me to running back. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump right into this. We have an action-packed first round. As you said, we have 32 picks this year, not 31. So I think last year's podcast went 145, so this year's podcast is going to go 148 or something like that if we project it outwards. And I have to admit, you know, I'm far from a draft expert to begin with, but this year with the Vikings having traded away their pick for Sam Bradford and the Vikings having no pick in the first round at all, I'm totally ignorant of all these guys. So I really know nothing. Yeah, it's hard to follow the draft if you if your team doesn't have a first round pick. I mean, there's always that chance that they'll trade into the first round, but that's you know that could be tough to do. All right, so we're going to uh, begin our draft now as the crowd roars its approval, and it's the Cleveland Browns, no strangers to the top of the draft. And um, you want to try and make a prediction for how you think they're going to go with this pick before we actually hear what, what they do, Jordan. Sure. I mean, that's what that's what we did last year, and I think that's uh, you know that, that's probably the way to go this year. On on my mock draft, I have uh, Miles Garrett. I think every single mock draft that's uh, that's out there for this year has Miles Garrett. So I'm going to guess that whoever the Browns fan is uh, made the right decision and picked uh, Miles Miles Garrett, defensive end from Texas A&M. Certainly, from a comedy perspective, we're all hoping that they take Trubisky. Oh yeah, that'd right. be hilarious. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, however early Trubisky goes, it's going to be a mistake, obviously. So, all right. And I hear the chime, and so I think that we have a pick has been entered by our Browns guest, Renan Lefkowitz, and indeed it has. With the first pick in the 2017 32 fans mock first-round NFL draft, the Cleveland Browns have selected, as Jordan predicted, Miles Garrett. Yeah, no, no surprise there. 
And this is what Renan wrote on his card as he hands it in. It says, I love, love, love how he canceled his appearance on Mike and Mike because Booger McFarlane was guest hosting for Golik. And he previously talked shit about Garrett and questioned his will to live. Way to stick it to the media gas bags, Miles. And that was before today where Warren Sapp threw Garrett under the under Yeah, the but bus. Th- by the way, that was one of my favorite things ever because we're an anti-Warren Sapp podcast. Warren Sapp, <laughs> if, you ever heard, if you ever hear him go do like a spot on like Francesca or Mike and Mike or something, he comes on, mumbles for 12 minutes and gives you nothing. He's, he's worse than Shaq. Like he's the worst possible guest you could have on of any kind. Like a random fan would be better than Warren Sapp. And he, he came out today and said he watched all the tape and that he doesn't stick other than the four big plays a game. There is no way that Warren Sapp, who doesn't even have a job anymore, right? He doesn't work for anybody, watched one second of tape. He has no access to tape. He didn't watch the tape. He's a liar. He Probably he has an agent in common with this guy or he's working for somebody else. Like Warren Sapp did not watch the tape. He even said that he's, he said Garrett's worse than Courtney Brown. Yeah, he kept, he kept going Courtney Brown. Maybe he's like trying to get Courtney, he's like Courtney Brown's publicist trying to get him back in the news. How's yeah, he, I mean, he going to be like he could be like a backup line coach or something. He's yeah, like, I'd have to jump. Now. I'd have to jump on this anti uh, anti Warren Sapp train here because Miles Garrett is the best player in this draft. I mean, the the, uh, the Browns were thirtieth in sacks last year. They were terrible against the run. Miles Garrett is going to fix both of those. Maybe not completely, but he's going to do a good job uh, in his first season. Hopefully, making their defense a little bit better. The Courtney Brown. Um, I remember like ESPN, the magazine, it was probably the the infancy of that magazine. They did like a mock draft, which back then was like relatively, you know, I don't think sports, maybe Sports Illustrated was doing it also, but they did one and like Courtney Brown, his, his comment I remember was just the perfect storm, which, you know, the movie had just come out, uh, I guess that year or something. Yeah, the movie had, the movie was coming out that summer. So they like compared him to the perfect storm, which ironically is like a disaster movie and he was a disaster. Uh, have you ever seen The Perfect Storm? Yes, I have. I, I saw oh, it in wow. theaters with uh, with summer camp. Wow. Uh, I think I fell asleep. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, I never love picking the defensive end at one unless you know he's going to be J.J. Watt. But uh, this this seems pretty Browns-ish. I agree. Trubisky would be the all-time. Maybe draft Trubisky and trade for Christian Hackenberg. That would be well, more Well, I will say that. Most of our pickers, uh, most of the teams this year, much like last year, actually, which has, does not speak well for the, the depth of this draft, their their ultimate goal, they said they wanted to trade down. Mm-hmm. And so most of these guys said they would love to trade down. Uh, you know, obviously, we had last year, of course, we had a pretty dramatic trade right before the draft. We'd actually started our draft already when in real life the Eagles traded up. Obviously, I think, what was it, with the two for the 14 and a bunch of other picks uh, involved there to get what they thought was their quarterback of the future. And so this year we haven't had that. But we'll see. Maybe there will be some draft day shenanigans. Courtney Brown, by the way, I'm looking at his career. Courtney Brown wasn't good, obviously, but he wasn't like, you know, I mean, he stuck around the league for five years. His oh second season, That's really bad for a number one pick, though. Well, his second season. OK, so his first season. He would be a bust a, if he was a second round pick. Well, hold on. So he starts the whole season his first year, has 61 tackles, four and a half sacks. Not fantastic, but, you know, not terrible. The next year, the first five games of the year, he has four and a half sacks in five games. So he was off to a really good start. And then he got injured and missed the rest of the season. And that sort of was the turning point of his career, that he got injured. Then he came back the next couple of years, was mediocre. Uh, then he sort of washed out. He had one season with the Broncos. But, you know, he basically, he started five seasons. So is that is that worthy of, of a number one overall pick? Of course not. But, you know. I mean, he's not Ryan the, Leaf, but he's a, he's a huge flop. Yeah. Anyway, why yeah. are we talking about Courtney Brown? I don't know. But uh, the second pick, uh, I already have the card. It's been handed in uh, by, I've actually have two 49ers fans who are handing me cards simultaneously. So I'm going to let Kalish guess here because, so Oscar Aparicio, who runs the Better Rivals podcast for the 49ers, he has handed me a card. 
And th- this is sort of like the Oscars. We have a little bit of a conflict here. Fima Shlomo, another 49ers fan, a close friend of Akiva, he has handed me a card. We have two different names we on these cards. It. Yeah. So, <laughs> so which, which one counts? How do we know which, uh, which pick is the actual pick? I'm counting Fima's pick because I find it more comical. But, uh, okay. Jordan, do you want to guess? Um, what, what, well, I, I don't even know what I'm asking you to guess right now. But <laughs> so, you know, based on the fact that you said it's comical, I guess I, I, I think that that means he's going to pick Trubisky. However, my, my pick here is Solomon Thomas. Uh, the While they don't have a quarterback, obviously, they were, they were last in passing yards last year. They didn't um, – they, you know, they don't have an offensive line. They gave up uh, – I believe 47 sacks. Uh, I think Solomon Thomas is sort of like a Miles Garrett light. He's a good pass rusher, which they really need. Uh, they were last um, in uh, giving up the run last year, so he's going to um, he's going to play a, a role next year if they do pick him in uh, sharing that part of the defense up. So I think it should be Solomon Thomas. But based on the fact that you said you're picking the uh, the funnier one, I'm going to guess that he picked uh, Trubisky. All right. So Oscar on his card, he says that ideally he'd like them to trade down to the 7-14 to 14 range where they could still get Solomon Thomas. Um, and if they lost that on him, maybe they could take Malik Hooker. But he would take Solomon Thomas. But again, we are going to go with FEMA, who says he thinks that they want Solomon Thomas and hopes they trade down. But if it was up to him, he's going with Mitchell Trubisky, the uh, quarterback of the future. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that unless you, unless you, uh, <laughs> you sort of gave it away there. Yeah. I mean, Trubisky couldn't beat... Uh, Trubisky literally couldn't beat out, like, the the North Carolina quarterbacks till his senior year. I feel like that has to be a pretty big red flag. I know Tom Brady also couldn't beat out, you know, necessarily his competition, but his competition was like really good. Whereas Trubisky had like non NFL prospects and he couldn't beat them out. What 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 do you see for Trubisky's career? I I see maybe bad starter for a few years and then he becomes a backup i i don't think i actually i don't have high hopes for any of the quarterbacks in this draft uh i i'm a uh, a big jets fan and i'm really hoping they don't go with a qb here because i think the uh, the draft coming up is uh there's three guys in that draft that are probably better than trubisky and better than deshaun watson and mahomes and some of these other guys uh so i i don't think trubisky is gonna have a is gonna have a good career he wasn't all that great in college um i think that you know maybe he he, he looks the part of, of a qb but i wouldn't say that he's going to be a star quarterback in the league i feel like his ceiling is johnny manziel <laughs> that's his ceiling <laughs> all right by the way we have the chicago bears are on the clock now with the number three pick and uh picking for the chicago bears is ari gleischer we need to wish him a mazel tov because he and his wife had uh their first baby a uh, a baby girl charlotte was mm. born to them just last week so mazel tov to to charlotte gleischer <laughs> ari was telling me uh, well, first of all, I, when, when my first son was born, and my son was born in January of 2013, so it was right after Adrian Peterson's you know record-setting season where he was MVP and rushed for 2,000 yards, etc. So the Gleishers, Liz and Ari sent me a Adrian Peterson baby jersey, which at the time was an awesome gift because uh, you know Peterson was my favorite athlete at the time. And uh, subsequent to that, of course, we found out that he was a child abuser. So it, it didn't age so well. But uh, Gleisher this week got a gift. Uh, for his the baby daughter, which not only has an age well, but is coming out of the package immediately dated in a terrible gift. He got a baby Jay Cutler jersey. Is this from you or from like another random person? He doesn't know. It came with no note. He doesn't know who it's from. Oh, so this is from him... you? No, it's not from me. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's it's a guy who's not on the team anymore. A guy who was not good when he was on the team. Who's mm. famous for the fact that he doesn't vaccinate his children. Oh, yeah. You can't vaccinate the kids now. Yeah, Sorry, can't Charlie. access the kid. Poses, uh, shows off his nude butt on Instagram. Yeah. So yeah, so that that's a great troll job by somebody who obviously really hates our Glacier. Yeah, no, that's good. Time. I like that. I like that. I tried to find. I told him I tried to find a Mike Lennon baby jersey for the Bears, but not available. 
Yeah. I mean, after, you know, maybe after his first game where he throws for a whopping, you know, like 30 for 33 for 87 yards, then <laughs> then it'll be available uh, when we get Glennon fever. Yeah, well, actually, what I actually did, just because I thought it was safer, I bought her like a generic Bears outfit because, again, even when 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 Do you buy a Adrian lot Peterson, of your friends, your like, do you buy a lot of your friends' baby outfits? For yeah, kids? for the first baby, I'm not getting gifts for like a fourth kid like you. Yeah, I I, I didn't get a baby outfit from you. <laughs> well, you also told me that you had like 13 Jets jerseys ready for your kids. So. Yeah, my kids do have 13 Jets yeah. jerseys. All right, Jordan, uh, before I read uh, Ari's card out, do you want to try and guess who he's picking here for the Bears? Sure. I, I mean, I think there's a few ways he could go here. I think he could potentially go uh, Jonathan Allen, who's the uh, interior lineman slash DN from uh, from Alabama. Uh, I think he could go Marshawn Lattimore, but they did pick up uh, Prince Mukamara in the offseason. So I think it's going to be between one of the safeties, uh, either Malik Hooker or uh, Jamal Adams. I think that Malik Hooker is more of the free safety. Uh, he's going to uh, be more of a pass defender than Jamal Adams, which is what they need. So I'm going to guess uh, Malik Hooker here, who is I, who that's who I have on my uh, mock draft. All right, so uh, excellent job, three for three, because with the third pick in the draft, Ari Gleiser and the Bears select safety out of Ohio State Malik Hooker. So Jordan, you're off to a uh, excellent start so far. Wow. Yeah, I like I like the pick, and that's um, not even on the board argue. pick. I think that's not the consensus pick right now. So that's impressive. You. You guessed what this random stranger would do, essentially. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm also just I, I put myself in his shoes and I made my own mock draft. So I saw I, I was looking at the numbers and the stats from last year, and I think it makes the most sense. And he's a good player. I, I, I can't argue with the pick at all. If they were to go Malik Hooker, um, I think so you, you like put a, yourself in his player. shoes. Do you, do you like do you view Charlotte as your kid a little bit also or um, not if she has a Jay Cutler jersey? Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see if you can keep this streak going. With the fourth pick, we have Alban Brook for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he has already submitted his card. He was very quick. His card says, I'd love to trade down to stock him with some offensive line picks, but barring that, I have a pick here. So would you like to guess what it is before I read it out? Sure. The uh, The Jaguars only had eight rushing touchdowns last year. Leonard Fournette's the best uh, running back in this draft, in my opinion, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Leonard Fournette. God damn it. I keep trying to find one that Jordan's going to get wrong. Wow. <laughs> but he's a uh, four for four. And I do think at a certain point the fans go off the reservation, so I feel like he's going to start getting them wrong. Oh yeah, absolutely. As you get as you get later in the draft, it starts to get uh, you know it, it gets tough to pick. But maybe maybe I'm more of a uh, 32 fans uh, draft expert <laughs> than an actual draft expert. So you know, so he studied year. the tendencies of like Alban Brook and Fima Schlimmel, and he's he's ready for today. Yeah, he has. <laughs> He wasn't just scouting the players. He was yes. scouting our pickers yeah. as well. Next, yeah. we, we want your scouting report on Jamal Black coming up next, picking, uh, picking fifth for the Titans. Yeah, so now we have Jamal Black, our Titans uh, guest, and um, you know he has his own Titans podcast as well. He has submitted his card already. Would you like to guess who he's going to pick? Uh, sure. I, I am, you know, my, my pick here is OJ Howard, uh, the tight end from Alabama. And I think that, you know, it's sort of a luxury pick for the Titans because they went nine and seven last year, but they still have the fifth pick, uh, because of the trade they made with the Rams. Um, so I have OJ Howard going here. Most of the mock drafts don't have that. Um, I'm going to, hmm, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll go OJ Howard for him too. I think he's a, he's a good player at the spot. It's a safe pick. They can use a tight end because Delaney Walker is in his thirties. Um, so I think that, uh, that's going to be his pick. All right. With the fifth pick in the 32 fans draft, Jamal Black of the Tennessee Titans selects tight end out of Alabama, OJ Howard. Well, I'm happy. I Great stayed position. With it. Titans value it more than most teams. They have a need as Delaney Walker isn't getting any younger. And uh, Howard can provide some immediate and long-term production. 
Akiva, we have a problem here. Jordan's doing I'm a little st- bit too well. I'm still reeling that how you pronounce Delaney Walker's name just now. What did I say? That's no, whatever. All right, uh, Akiva, I think that Jordan's doing a little bit too well. Yeah, is he five for five? All right, Jordan, this is like an, this is like a video game on easy mode, and you're five for five. I thought you'd be one for five at this point. I figured you'd get Garrett and miss the rest, but this is too easy. So you're a self-proclaimed draft Nick, draft expert. We're bringing on a real draft expert here, and you're going to have to go one-on-one with our draft expert in order to you know, not get banned for life from the podcast. Although, <laughs> our draft expert is also at risk of being banned for life from the podcast if his pick, uh, you know, if, if the worst pick between your 32, his 32, and the fans' 32, whoever has the worst pick is banned for life from the podcast. And so we're bringing in Ben Standig, one of, if not the best, mock drafter of the last bunch of years uh you know they track these things on deadspin or whatever and he's been the most accurate and now here he is to take down the kalish regime ben standing how are you doing i'm doing okay but all of a sudden i have like i feel like there's like crazy amount of pressure wow banned for life i just got here <laughs> well all you have to do is beat jordan and some of these ridiculous yeah last year last year jordan predicted Laraven clark to go to to who was it to seattle to seattle yeah. he ended up going fourth yeah. round to the colts um the, the thing is though it, it's really i was banned for life and i'm back a year later so it's really not that big of a deal uh, all right <laughs> see that's what you think no this is why like it's bad, bad attitude like, that's get your kids. Rebound. like if people listen to chester sometimes like disciplining his kids in the background of the show it's like it's bad to threaten absurd things that you can't do so Whoever's banned, whoever loses today is actually banned for life. So just to catch you up, Ben, who's coming coming back late from uh, covering an epic uh, Orioles-Red Sox game today, the first five picks, would you like to quickly guess our fans? We, we emailed uh, 32 fans, 32 listeners of the podcast, or about eight listeners and 24 strangers probably, and so they picked. So, Ben, would you like to quickly guess who the Cleveland Browns fan picked? Wait, is he is he doing his guesses, or he's just telling us who he would have? Well, what did Jordan do? Well, Jordan did. Uh, what I'm writing down in terms of for the competition is Jordan's actual picks, his mock draft, right? Not not what he gets. Yeah, but I mean, Jordan did... is okay. So so fine. Jordan happened to be correct on both because for the 49ers, he both. So you ask guessed... you ask you ask him. All right. Okay. Well, Ben, just tell us what your first five picks would be for your mock draft. So just the actual my actual mock, not not any yeah. other random scenario. All right. Yeah. Well, we're not. Ex- you know, you haven't done scouting of our guests the way that Jordan has, so you don't know their <laughs> foibles and their idiosyncrasies. Fair, fair, fair enough. I, I will claim that I will probably tinker with this thing a, a few more times before Thursday. But uh, here we go. First pick. I mean, Miles Garrett, defensive lineman, Texas A and M. That seems like a no brainer. Uh, by have all spoken to Warren Sapp about it though. I have not, but when I saw his comments today, it made me feel even better about the situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I feel good about uh, that one. Now, this one, the second pick with the Niners, I mean, I could easily see the fans saying, well, they, they need a quarterback. They should take Deshaun Watson or somebody like that. But I'm sticking with the they're not going the quarterback because they're waiting for my guy, uh, Kirk Cousins, to show up over there. So I'll go Solomon Thomas, defensive end, Stanford with the number two pick. Three. Bears could go deep, deep defensive line or safe or uh, secondary, but Jonathan Allen's got to go somewhere, and I didn't really know where else to put him. So for the moment, I got him going third to the Bears. If he's going third to the Bears, Jacksonville then definitely jumps on Leonard Fournette, running back LSU, and the Tennessee Titans at five. They could go either corner or safety, but let's go Marshawn Lattimore, cornerback Ohio State. 
All right. So just to catch you up on what we've done so far, uh, there was consensus on Miles Garrett. Uh, Jordan, like you, said that Solomon Thomas should be the pick for the 49ers. But uh, like you, he correctly guessed that they would actually go quarterback. And, and our fan actually went with Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, at number th- at number three, the Bears. Our Bears fan went with Malik Hooker, the safety out of Ohio State, uh, which is Jordan's pick as well. Uh, you went with Jonathan Allen, the de- uh, defensive end from Alabama. Uh, Leonard Fournette was the consensus pick for the Jaguars at number four. And at number five, our fan and Jordan went with the tight end from Alabama, O.J. Howard, whereas you've gone to Marshawn Lattimore. And now, uh, as the uh, Jets are on the board, you can already hear the uh, chorus of boos from the Jets fans in the audience, as is tradition. Well, the, uh, the so, Jets in Philly, so there aren't as many Jets <laughs> fans as, as they historically But yet somehow we still hear the boos, yeah, uh, from, uh, from 150 miles away. All right, so uh, Ben, as the newcomer, would you like to guess first, uh, what is our Jets fan? And our Jets fan that we ended up going with, did we go with Gary V? We went with Harold, I think, in the end, Harold, right? Yeah, I, I asked Gary V, but he did not respond. All right, okay, so we went with Harold, uh, a longtime friend of the podcast, uh, he is our Jets picker. Uh, ben, would you like to guess how he, how he went? Well, Remember, and on, on, on the board that we're using, it's Garrett Trubisky, Hooker, Fournette, and Howard off the board. Sure, sure. Well, okay, look, I mean, the Jets, I can 100% see them taking a quarterback, or at least that would be the thinking for a lot of people. And therefore, in this scenario, I'm going to guess that's the way they went. So I'm going to guess Deshaun Watson. All right. And who would you pick if you were them? I. It all depends on do they? Re- I mean, they just spent a second round pick on Hackenberg. Are they really going to take another quarterback in the first round of the next year? I'm sure the Jets fans would say, "Well, of course they would. That's what they do." But I, I can't do that. So I went uh, Jamal Adams, strong safety for LSU. Yeah, well, for, as a Jets fan, Ben, so the Jets, the Jets organization and their fans both know that Hackenberg is a a total write off. He's a sunk cost from the second they drafted him. It was an insane mistake. He shouldn't have been picked in the entire draft let alone the second round. So if they think there's a good quarterback here, they will take them. I'm just not sold that they think Trubisky or Watson are any good. Well, I want to ask you, Ben, you've mentioned Watson a couple times now before mentioning Trubisky or, uh, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes or uh, Deshaun Kaiser, who uh, is very high on himself, although his uh, his coach is not, apparently. <laughs> um, so to, to you, is is Watson the best of these of these prospect quarterbacks in this draft? You know, I... I, I never try to pretend that I'm like one of the Mel Kiper types studying like you know hours and hours of game tape. I don't have that time of uh, t- 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 uh, amount of time, nor do I have that level of interest. But uh, Watson is just the guy who, based on what he did in college, winning the national championship, would just seem to be the most popular. So you know, depending on who you are, he could he would be the guy that I would just think would come first to mind. I mean, that said, depending on what list you look at, Watson, Trubisky, Pat Mahomes. Any of those three are, in somebody's mind, the number one quarterback. So I, I think they're pretty even. I mean, I, I'm sort of of the mind. I don't really care about any of them a ton. Certainly not for 2017 purposes. Um, so that's why, to me, I would kind of wait. But it just seems like Deshaun Watson is the guy. Like, if, if you were going to say to me, what would the fans think? I just think he would be an obvious guy because they've all seen him play. Yeah. All right, Jordan, uh, do you want to give a guess before we announce Harold's pick? Sure. Uh, I mean, the, the best uh, cornerback right now uh, on the Jets the Jets roster is Morris Claiborne. So I have Marshawn Lattimore still on the board, so I'm going to have the Jets picking Marshawn Lattimore. Um, Jamal Adams, I think, would be a good pick as well, but I think it might be a little bit redundant because they, they already have uh, Calvin Pryor on the roster, who's a similar player. He's a hard-hitting safety. Um, I, um, I'm going to actually, you know, the, the fact that Marshall Lattimore is on the board for the fans as well. I don't see how the fans could pass him up here. Uh, the, the Jets really need a corner. And I think Marshall Lattimore is the best one in the draft. You know, in a lot of mocks, Chester, Lattimore and Adams, I, if, if you believe sort of what the, uh, 
beat writers have sort of been selling that the the Jets would be thrilled with having Jamal Adams or Lattimore on the board at six, assuming they're not interested in the QB. And the in a lot of mocks, neither of them are available at six. So to have a choice between both, which I don't think will happen on draft day, is uh, is pretty interesting. All right, with the sixth pick in the 32 fans mock draft, Harold Rosengarten and the New York Jets select cornerback out of Ohio State, Marshawn Lattimore. So Jordan, uh, you are are really on top. Uh, your scouting of our of our guests is, has really paid off so far. <laughs> and again, um, this could be either a really good thing for my for my draft or a really bad thing for my draft. Yeah, and Harold's comment, he said, like most of our fans, he said, my biggest hope is that we trade down. But after having peak Revis, it's really fun to have an awesome cornerback. Uh, D. Milliner is a, as a bust scares me a little bit, but you know the potential of a shutdown corner is amazing. So that's why he went with Lattimore over Adams. And, and the Jets had uh, it, the whole team had eight, eight interceptions last year. Casey Hayward, who was the league leader in interceptions for the Chargers, he had seven by himself. So the Jets could really use a corner here. And I, I wouldn't mind the Jets trading down at all. I would actually be really happy about that. But if Lattimore is available, I think he should be the pick. For for what it's worth, like if Lattimore was available, that I would go with him too. But since I had him going fifth. What are you That's do? why you go with Adams. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, picking for the for the Los Angeles Chargers at number seven, we have David Drogenmeyer. Now, uh, for those who remember our AFC West preview podcast last August, David really got into it with our uh, Broncos guest, and uh, there were there were some fireworks there. Uh, I, I doubt that they have been uh, guests on each other's podcasts anytime recently. But uh, so David well, I, is certainly I, was I there? I don't even know what you're talking about. No, you you were not on our AFC West podcast, but oh, uh, it got pretty contentious in an entertaining way. <laughs> okay, our our Chargers our Chargers fan was uh, was not shy about expressing his opinions, and uh, he was pretty confident with this pick here at number seven. So, Jordan, do you want to guess with uh, who he's going to take? Yeah, my my pick. Uh, this is where I have Jamal Adams going. He's uh, those those two. Uh, he, he and Hooker, the two elite safety prospects in the in the draft. Um, so I'm going to say Jamal Adams will go to uh, the Chargers, both on my mock draft and the fans' mock draft. And Ben, what's your prediction here, or what's what's your thought? So you're telling me, so Malik Hooker is the guy that I have going here, uh, and since I have both Hooker and Adams, well, so so Hooker is who I have here. But you've got Hooker already gone, Adams is here, but I don't know, I, I, you know what, for the fan thing, I don't know. Let, let, let me go, Mike Williams, receiver from Clemson. They definitely need one. Um, and he's the one I've been sort of like toying with in my head. So, so for fun, I'll go Mike Williams, Clemson. All right, but you would take uh, the safety. You said I would take Malik Hooker's, who I had them going with uh, on my board. And would you yes. take Adams if if Adams was available, but Hooker wasn't? Uh, probably. Uh, I, to be honest, I need to like look d- double back on the Chargers' exact depth chart. I, I literally, no joke. I I have not changed Malik Hooker. In ten mock drafts, I've had him to the Chargers in every single one. It just it makes sense, so I haven't moved it. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, you say they need a receiver. The only problem is Keenan Allen gets injured every year because in the in the eight games or last season in the one game he plays, he looks fantastic. He just you know can't stay on the field. But uh, David has submitted his pick, and with the seventh pick in the draft, David Drogemeyer and the Los Angeles Chargers select safety out of LSU Jamal Adams. So uh, you you are both correct there, uh, both about the position, the need, and uh, and the pick. So, uh, yeah, you guys are pretty accurate so far, both in, in divining our guests and also, um, you know, in who you want is, uh, is pretty similar as well. So I think our guests are doing, other than perhaps at number two, our guests have been doing pretty well so far. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think Jamal Adams is a good pick. I actually, personally, as a, as a player, I like him better than um, than Malik Hooker. I think he's a little bit more consistent. He's actually drawn comparisons uh, f- uh, to Ed Reed when he was in college, which is obviously, you know, if you're, if you're get, getting compared to Ed Reed, you're doing something right. Um, I just think I have Malik Hooker going to the Chargers uh, because I think he fits their, their roster better. He's more of a free safety, um, which is what they need right now. You mean There's Alex. also two guys who, uh, you know, are in the top fives in a lot of mocks. Solomon Thomas and Jonathan Allen, who are still available. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I still have uh, Jonathan Allen available in, in my mock draft as well. Yeah, but yeah, but Jordan and Ben both think Solomon Thomas is going number two to San Francisco, which is what most people think, I think. Um, now, I, I will tell you guys, an interesting thing happened with the number eight pick to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, we will announce the Panthers pick now, but when we actually conducted this draft uh, late last week, what actually happened was uh, the, the Panthers sort of pulled out what the Vikings did uh, the year that they took Kevin Williams in the draft in 2003 or whatever that was, they <laughs> they failed to submit their pick for several for for quite a while, and multiple teams behind them jumped the gun and made their picks ahead of them. When they ended up making the pick, they responded to the email I sent them when only seven guys were taken, so they didn't know who was subsequently taken. They took a guy who was not taken for the next several picks, fortunately, so it didn't screw me up and have to you know retroactively. Oh, thanks change for anything. that boring explanation, Chester. <laughs> So I'm just saying. So the guy that they took was a guy who was available about 15 picks later. Uh, but, uh, they took him 15 picks later, but for the purpose of this draft, they are taking him number eight. And uh, the person who actually uh, picked it for us was a, was a Twitter guy who I'm not too familiar with. Jabaruski is his name. Uh, Historically, the Panthers have always been the, f- the fan base we've had the hardest time finding a competent person for. Well, we, we had a good pa- uh, Panthers, two guys who co-hosted the podcast last year, but unfortunately... Uh, they uh, were were tardy in their response this year. So, Ben, would you like to guess, or would you like to tell us who you have uh, at the number eight pick? And you can also guess if you want who uh, who our fans are going to take. So interesting. So, so, hi, so, so the the key is, what is a player that you're saying? Fifteen other people said, nope, not for us. But the Carolina yeah, guys some clues. Yeah. Said, all right. So that's interesting. Um, not fifteen, about ten or twelve. Some of them. All right. It, it, Leonard Fournette is the perfect pick on a hundred levels. For them, but I, like I said, I I have him going fourth for now. If I don't have him go, if I switch it and he doesn't go to Jacksonville, I'd have him going to Carolina. I've definitely yeah, but seen, we had him number four as well. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I, but so I, I see the need for running back. Christian McCaffrey is there, so I co- totally get that why he would be there. I didn't do that though. Um, I, I just not a huge believer in taking running back early. I just think you can find these guys. You know, I'm not saying these guys aren't supremely talented, but you can find running back in other parts of the world. They don't need tight end, but that's what I did. I went with O.J. Howard. They could use another receiver. He helps his blocking he'll help in the running game. The two tight end sets, I think, is, it would be a lot of fun. So I went with O.J. Howard, partly because I, I I just really like him, and I didn't want to have him keep sliding. But if you're going to – for the from the uh, fans' perspective now, you're telling me 15 picks later, I'm going to stay with the receiver theme and, go, and assume that the, the guy went John Ross, the guy who ran the fastest 40 time, because they could – I don't know if he's a number eight pick of the draft, but what he is is what they need. So I'll go John Ross from Washington. All right. And uh, Jordan, what about you? All right, I'm going to go. I'm actually going to pick Christian McCaffrey here. Uh, they they need a uh, they definitely need a running back. Uh, uh, Jonathan Stewart's getting old. Uh, he's also Christian McCaffrey is also going to help in the passing game, which they which they definitely need. Um, I'm going to say based on the fact that it's the Panthers picking, and you said this guy wasn't picked until much later in the draft. I'm going to guess that the fan went with uh, Dalvin Cook, which I don't think would be a good pick here, but I think maybe that's uh, based based on the clues. I think that's where they went. So you want McCaffrey, but you think the fans went with Cook? Yes. 
All right. Well, you should have trusted yourself more because uh. with the eighth pick in the draft, Jabaruski and the Carolina Panthers select the running back slash returner slash uh, all-around uh, offensive player. Son of Ed McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey goes to the Panthers at number eight. So, um, you know, you guys are uh, spot on still. Um, obviously, Ben would take O.J. Howard, but in our, in our draft, he's already gone at number five. So, yeah, I mean, if, so, if O.J. Howard's available, I wouldn't hate that pick either. I just yeah. think he's going to go earlier. I don't think he'll yeah. get past the Jets because I think there's a chance that if, if Lattimore's not there and O.J. Howard is, I could see the Jets taking, um, taking Howard. Akiva, when is the last time a Jets tight end had, let's say, even 10 catches in a season? Uh, they, I believe the last three years we have 26 receptions from our tight ends combined. So, it, obviously, no, n- not for a while. Not for a while. All right. Would you boo that, that pick if they took O.J. Howard? If the Jets took O.J. Howard? Yeah. No, well, I wouldn't. You'll, you'll, you'll boo whoever they take, though. No, I wouldn't boo O.J. Howard. I, would boo, I, I want anything no. but a corner. If they don't pick a defensive end because that's their only strength on the team and they don't pick a quarterback, I'll be happy with anything else they do. How, right. how much of a Jets pick would Jonathan Allen be? I mean, we've gone defense adding, like eight years in a row, and yeah. our th- the three best players on the whole team are defensive linemen, so it would be a weird pick. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's something that the Jets would do. I mean, look, they did it with Leonard Williams and it worked out, but they did it, you know, he's basically in another one of these, like Leonard Williams, uh, Muhammad Wilkerson, uh, um, Sheldon Richardson type guys. I'm just saying it would be a, a typical Jets pick because it's, you know, maybe best player on the board, but it isn't what they need. Yeah, hopefully they won't do it. So now the Bengals are on the clock at number nine. Picking for the Bengals is Zach Sosna, another uh, longtime friend of the show. So I'm sure that Jordan knows his uh, his foibles and idiosyncrasies quite well. So Jordan, do you want to guess what Zach's going to do here at number nine? Yeah, um, I still have Jonathan Allen available. Uh, I have the the Bengals picking Jonathan Allen, and I think he he's available on the fans board as well, right? Yep. All right, so uh, they were they were bad against the run last year. They were kind of in the middle of the league in sacks. I think Jonathan Allen is going to be his pick. All right, and Ben, what about you? So interesting, like uh, Jonathan Allen in the mock I did, I think before this one, I had him sliding down and I had him going here to the Bengals at nine. Looking at your board, yeah, I mean, that does make sense. It's just It just makes sense from a standpoint of the Bengals need – other things probably more than that interior defensive lineman, but I, I mean he's just too good. Now, I I mean the medical stuff is always the tricky part because none of us have really know exactly what's what. And he, there's been some talk he's got this like arthritic condition, yada yada yada. Uh, so uh, in my draft, I have them going with Derek Barnett, the pass rusher from Tennessee. But here I'll, I'll, for the fans, I'm going to go with Jonathan Allen as well. Yeah, because you have Allen going at three, right? The Bears. Yep. All right, so Zach has submitted his pick, and with the ninth pick, the Cincinnati Bengals take the defensive end out of Stanford, Solomon Thomas. So you guys had him going number two, of oh, course. Oh, you know what I forgot? I forgot, I forgot Solomon but, Thomas yeah, is available. Exactly. You Completely got... <laughs> forgot about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, Solomon Thomas, look, if he's, if he's there, they should take him. I just don't think he's going to be there. Yeah, so you guys have him taking different defensive ends because you forgot, you assumed that the 49ers would take him, but uh, you don't know Fima Schlimmel and his, uh, his love for Mitch Trubisky. So Solomon Thomas drops all the way to number nine, a second consecutive Stanford player off the board, which means I'm just looking here. We got two Stanford guys, two Ohio State guys, two LSU guys. Um, only one Alabama guy, though, because we don't have uh, Jonathan Allen taken yet in our uh, first nine picks. And that brings us to number 10, another longtime fan of the show, friend of the show, Dale Hodge, who... Uh, had a very funny sign. Dale Hodge is a uh, like an MD PhD at Einstein uh, College of Medicine in the Bronx, and I saw Dale uh, had a very funny sign for his march on uh, yesterday on Saturday for the uh, science uh, science march on science, whatever it was. Um, but uh, Dale is also here to pick Wait, so, for the so Buffalo you were just Bills. Gonna, like you brought up the science march, which is pretty cool, uh, and you, that he had a funny sign, but he didn't mention what his sign is. Is that what's going to happen here? 
Well, so I gotta go on Facebook and like look up. Right, oh, so it was on. funny, but not funny enough for you to remember <laughs> it. Do you just like? Do you right. want to go through your whole Facebook feed now and and like tell us what's going on there? All right, um, here we are. No, Dale I'd Hodge. rather you just like not tell boring anecdotes in the future. <laughs> can, can, can I just say, having listened to the Seinfeld podcast a lot, listening to this interaction live is spectacular. <laughs> it's real and spectacular. So this is awesome. Thank All you. right, so so Dale actually had two. So the one sign he's holding up here says "Straight Outta Competence." With like you know, like the, the yeah. Compton uh, font, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then over here he has. Oh, this is actually kind of funny. <laughs> he's uh, he's got like a Neil deGrasse Tyson T-shirt, yeah. and it says "Y'all motherfuckers need science." And then he's sort of doing the same because he sort of has a little bit of the Neil deGrasse Tyson look. I mean, he needs a little more gray on the sides, obviously. Mm. But uh, like you. That, yeah, well, I mean, but then, oh, where was the other one? He had another one that I can't find now on his Facebook feed. But All right, you're funny. literally, this Whatever. is absurd. This is a draft podcast. <laughs> the science podcast is next week. I was, I was trying to give Dale props for a, a, a humorous post on Facebook, and now props I can't find Dale. it. All right. Um, okay, so, uh, Ben, <laughs> sorry for the uh, distraction, but who do you think the Bills are going to take here at number 10? Well, I've had Mike Williams, the receiver from Clemson, pretty much the whole uh, through all my mock drafts as well. I mean, they desperately need another receiver opposite Sammy Watkins. I mean, they 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 kept Tyrod Taylor, so I don't really get why they would go quarterback. Uh, you know, Jonathan Allen is still here. I don't think that's a big need for them right off the bat. So I'll just sort of stay where my board is and go Mike Williams, wide receiver, Clemson for me and the fans. Okay, and what about you, Jordan? Uh, my pick here is Mike Williams as well. I think he would be the uh, the right pick for them. Um, you know, they have the other the other uh, wide receivers are on the board here, Corey Davis and John Ross. But I think Mike Williams is the best quarterback. I can actually see them picking a QB, and I almost did that here. Um, Trubisky's off the board, uh, so I think there's a chance that the the fans could have picked Deshaun Watson. But I'm going to go with Mike Williams uh, for the fans pick. All right, with the tenth pick in the 32 fans draft, Dale Hodge and the Buffalo Bills select the wide receiver. Out of Western Michigan, Corey Davis. Ooh, okay. So you guys are right that they need a receiver, but uh, Dale's going with uh, Corey Davis instead of Mike Williams. So what are your thoughts on that, Ben? I mean, Mike Williams seems to be the consensus top receiver at this point based on his size, production. Uh, he ran a pretty pretty good time at his pro day. Corey Davis feels like his his stock has dipped a bit over the last month or so some injury workout e kind of uh, snags. But look, I mean, those two and, and John Ross, assuming people like John Ross as medical, are all going to probably go in the first round somewhere, if not the top 20. So, you know, whatever. If, if they like Corey Davis better, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't boo the, the hell out of this pick. But I just think Mike Williams is, seems to be the uh, – consensus number one guy I'd agree with that I think that you know going wide receiver here is the right decision I just and I think Corey Davis is a good receiver um I think it's this this wide receiver class is pretty good at the top and then it falls off after John Ross I just think Mike Williams is the most complete player I saw him play a lot in college I, um, I didn't I don't watch a lot of Western Michigan games so I didn't see Corey Davis play too much just based on uh what I've read about the two guys I, I'd rather have um Mike Williams but guess what I'm, I'm a Jets fan so if the Bills want to take uh Corey Davis I'm okay with that yeah, I mean, last year it was sort of similar in that there were three or four receivers that were all going in the middle of the first round and were all seen as similar. From what I had read, Laquan Treadwell out of Old Miss was sort of the highest, was by most people's rated highest, and the Vikings actually ended up getting him, I think he was the third consecutive receiver taken. And so I was really excited about that. 
I'm like, oh, I'd rather have him than Will Fuller. And uh, and Treadwell ended up getting like two two like catches all year, or maybe even played two plays all year. He basically did nothing for the Vikings. And whereas Will Fuller was better, and uh, Corey Coleman even from the Browns was good until he got injured. Dotson for Washington play also. Uh, I think he was injured. So um, it's it's hard to tell sometimes with these receivers whether you go with the guy who has sort of more of the proven production in college or not. But yeah, I have to admit I've never heard of Corey Davis other than seeing his name on mock drafts. So, uh, but Dale might know something we don't. We'll have to wait and see. All right, Keeve. Uh, we are getting to number eleven, the New Orleans Saints. Paul Elliott, uh, longtime Seinfeld podcast listener and listener of this podcast, made a pick for his beloved Saints. Jordan, would you like to guess what Paul is going to do here at number eleven? Yeah, um, I I think there's a couple of directions the Saints could go here. Uh, they were twenty fifth in sacks, uh, so they could go um, with oh yeah, and jo- Jonathan Allen is still not picked yet, right? Correct. I think that could be the pick here. My my pick on my uh, my draft board is Gary and Conley, the uh, the cornerback from Ohio State. I think he's going to go with either uh, Allen or maybe with uh, Derek Barnett, who's uh, who's more of a pass rusher. Um, but I'm going to go um, Jonathan Allen, who's probably the best player available on the fans board. All right, and Ben, what are your thoughts? So yeah, so the Jonathan Allen thing from the fans' perspective. Is throwing me a little bit, but defensive tackle again, not really a the biggest need for the Saints. I'm pretty sure that's what they did round one last year. So for me, I went with uh, Hassan Reddick, the uh, inside linebacker from the Saints. You can kind of or from uh, Temple, you can play him all over the field. He's one guy that really blew up in the uh, workout process. So that's where I'm going. I I, I like the Conley pick. Only reason I I wait is. For him is that the cornerback is so deep this year and the Saints have another first round pick and a second just things like they could get a cornerback later so I went for them with Reddick and I'll, I'll, I'll stay with that with the fans pick because uh, like I said if you're really a Saints person I think you, knew, you know you need what Reddick gives you more than what Allen gives you positionally. All right. Well, uh, Jordan, you mentioned Derek Barnett and uh, our other Saints uh, contributor, Andrew Juge from the uh, Saints Nation blog. He wanted to go with Derek Barnett, but Paul jumped in ahead of him. And uh, and Ben is going to take this one because with the 11th pick in the draft, Paul for the Saints selects the linebacker out of Temple, Hassan Reddick. So, uh, so Ben, that, there's one for you. Thank and, God. Uh, all right. <laughs> Now, right, now, I, do you think the pick would have been Reuben Foster if he didn't have the uh, the diluted sample and the the fight at the combine? Well, I don't know. Reuben Foster, yeah, dropping on the draft board. But on the other hand, we saw that uh, Mike Lombardi tweeted the other day that Reuben Foster is definitely not going to go in the first round, which means that uh, Reuben Foster will probably go in the top ten. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, for what it's worth, I had on. Um... Tony Pauline, one of the leading draft analyst guys on my Redskins podcast the other day, and he had before Lombardi's report came out said that he had, he talked to two teams that didn't have Reuben Foster in their first round. But you know, I, draft misinformation this time of the year is wacky, and uh, got to be careful what, ha, if taking it all too seriously. But that said, I would uh, for me Reddick seems like he jumped Foster even before the latest uh, news. All right, uh, so now the Browns at number twelve with their second pick of the draft. And uh, Renan is going to sit this one out. We're bringing in our other Browns expert, Jim Latronica, to make this pick. And uh, Ben, what do you think Jim's going to do? And tell us what you would do at number 12. All right. So interesting. So the, so Cleveland, obviously, they need a quarterback. This goes without saying. Trubisky is gone. You've got Deshaun Watson. You've got... Pat Mahomes. But Jonathan Allen is sitting there also. I mean, they, you know... 
I mean, Jonathan Allen, just you got to feel he's like the safer pick compared to any of these quarterbacks who are super risky. And to be honest, I, I thought Kessler wasn't like horrible last year. But boy, it just feels like Cleveland's going to go quarterback. So while so I had them going with Trubisky in this spot, he's obviously off the board for the fans. So I guess I'll stay. So that's what I have Trubisky for the fans. I guess I'll go Deshaun Watson because they really do need a quarterback, and it doesn't sound like the Garoppolo trade's going to happen. And Jordan, what about you? Yeah, this might be uh, this might be boring, but I actually have the same thing here on my board. I have uh, Trubisky since he's unavailable for the fans draft. I think they're going to go Deshaun Watson. However, I, I've said this before. I really don't like the quarterbacks in this draft, and I think Jonathan Allen would be uh, the best pick, as Ben just said. Uh, you really shore up that offensive line if now you have Miles Garrett and Jonathan Allen, who uh, originally in a lot of mock drafts were going one and two. So it would be really an insane first round if the Browns were able to pull that off. But I think they're going to go Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't. I don't. Um, sorry, I, th- I think they're going to go. Trubisky. I think the fans will go Watson, and I don't love either pick. All right. Uh, with the 12th pick, Jim Latronica for the Cleveland Browns selects the defensive end of Alabama, Jonathan Allen. So right, Jordan, you're stuck him. with that hunch. Yeah. Uh, yeah hey, so no, Cleveland- I think I think he's making the right decision, but I don't think the Browns are going to. <laughs> well, that seems uh, pretty typical for the Browns. All right. Uh, now we get to the Cardinals at number 13. And for the Cardinals, our guest, uh, he responded at like four in the morning his time because it's uh, Tom Donlin who runs the uh, British Bird Gang. It is a Arizona Cardinals blog out of England. I'm not sure uh, how Tom became a fan of the Cardinals. But nevertheless, I tweeted him at like 10 o'clock at night and he immediately responded even though it was I would, I would right. posit it's one of the best uh, Arizona Cardinals blogs in all of England. Oh, definitely top 10 without a, without a question. All right. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Jordan, tell us what you would do number 13 if you were the Cardinals. All right, if I'm the Cardinals, this this might be a little bit of a shocker. I have the Cardinals taking Ruben Foster. I still have Hassan Reddick on the board, um, but I think Ruben Foster, despite all the off-the-field stuff, is one of the best players in this draft. Um, I, I do have him slipping on my mock draft. I probably would have had him going maybe to the Bengals, maybe even a little bit higher. Um, but I think the Cardinals are going to take Ruben Foster here. They can use a middle linebacker. Um, Kevin Minter, who was their middle linebacker last year, went to uh, the Bengals. And, um, you know, Ruben Foster is a, a much better player than he is so i think it would um you know shore up some of the defensive issues they had last year and ben what about you what do you have the cardinals doing so i ruben foster somebody i definitely had for the cardinals in earlier mock drafts but that was you know the, the news has not been so hot on him over the last few weeks and he started to fade and the cardinals are an interesting team to me because I, they're one of these teams where they're actually pretty good i know obviously they weren't they didn't make the playoffs last year but there's a lot of reasons to think they should have a rebound season but they're also high enough in this draft where they have a rare opportunity for like a for a good team to get a quarterback if they want one. And Carson Palmer was starting to look like he was just about done last year, so they really do need a plan B. So I went with Pat Mahomes, and uh, I'll, I'll stay with that for the fans. I mean, I you know th- they could definitely go def- uh, cornerback here as well, but I'll, I'll go Pat Mahomes for the Cardinals. Oh, you know what? I didn't make my uh, I didn't uh, make my fans pick. I believe. I think they're going to go. I I picked Ruben Foster. I think the fans here, um, Barnett is still on the board, right? Yep. Yeah, I think they're going to pick Barnett to uh, replace Kalias Campbell. It makes me feel so old that Pat Holmes is going to be drafted. His his dad, not that long ago, was like the Mets' long reliever when they were in the playoffs. No, Pat Mahomes was on the Twins in the 90s when I was a kid. Right, and then he went to a good team and and became Wait, so this Patrick Mahomes is the son of Pat Mahomes, the Yeah, this is Pat Mahomes Jr.? Yes. Oh, that's that's amazing. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, 
I guess I didn't watch a lot of Texas Tech games because I feel like that would have been mentioned or they would have shown them in the stands or something. All right. Um, ben is uh, really on top of our fans here because with the number 13 pick in the draft, the British Bird Gang select for the Arizona Cardinals quarterback out of Texas Tech, Pat Mahomes, Jr. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to have to update my, dot, my mock to put Jr. in there now that I have this information. Yeah, Jordan, you really need to start following more uh, England-based Arizona Cardinals blogs on Twitter. I'll, I'll put that on my list of things to do. Um, yeah. Look, I, I, I don't I don't love it. Uh, I think that, um, again, I, I think he's the third best quarterback in this draft. Uh, the Cardinals are a team that, as Dan, uh, sorry, as Ben was saying before, uh, can be a win-now team this year. Um, I think they should draft a player who's going to help them uh, potentially win this year, and I don't think that's Mahomes. I mean, I do like the idea of having a quarterback sitting on the bench. I just don't think Well, but think Carson Palmer is also right turning guy. 38 this year, so... You know, yeah, that's true. You know, it's it's possible that he'll it'll be like a Dak Prescott situation where Carson Palmer could get hurt during training camp, and maybe Mahomes would step up and 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 do well. Um, I don't know. I I wouldn't do it. I would go with um, maybe maybe a safer pick uh, like a Foster or a, or a Barnett. Actually, I don't know how how safe Foster is if he keeps uh, keeps it up with the diluted samples. <laughs> All right, uh, now we get to number fourteen, and our traditional Eagles fan uh, Shamir Sidman, he had to uh, sit this one out, but his younger brother uh, Yishai Sidman stepped up to the plate so uh yishai who apparently is the uh the draft expert in that family is the way that it was told to me so uh jordan you want to you want to tell us what you have the eagles doing here at number 14 yeah i have them picking uh marlon humphrey the uh the cornerback from alabama uh i have him going there because gary and conley who i like a little bit better is off the board he's still on the board for um for the fans and i think he's going to be my uh my fan pick i think dalvin cook could also be a pick here um i definitely would have gone a receiver if they didn't sign also jeffrey because there's still uh, two pretty good receivers out there but my, my personal pick is marlon humphrey i think the uh the fan is he gonna go uh, gary and conley all right Ben, what about you? So the uh, cornerback is definitely the Eagles' top need, but similar to what I said earlier for one of the other teams, it's not that I wouldn't uh, take cornerback here, but like I viewed it as they can get cornerback in round two. There's only so there's other some positions where it's a little bit harder to get. This is where I had Christian McCaffrey go for me. If you add him, I think that if you they need to add a running game, something more stable than what they had to help out Carson Wentz. You know, you, if you get a, go in on Carson Wentz, you got to build around him. Getting McCaffrey would be a huge move on top of having already added Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith and all that. So I go McCaffrey, but he's off the board in in the fans draft. So I will actually piggyback on the Gary and Conley thing since I do think corner is their biggest need. And to me, he's the best cornerback. So I'll go Gary and Conley here for the fans. All right. And uh, Yishai agrees with you guys. He says, I think corner is their biggest need for sure. But this draft is super deep at corner. I feel like they can get starting quality guys in rounds two to four. And Corey Davis and Mike Williams, those receivers, if one of them is there at number 14, I think I'd be happy if they did that. I do not want them to draft a running back in round one. That's what Ishai says. And so with the 14th pick in the draft, Ishai Seidman selects the wide receiver out of Clemson, Mike Williams. What? Who? Uh, you? Well, you guys both had him going, obviously, to number 10 to the Bills when they went with Corey Davis instead. Although from Ishai's comment, it seems like he would take Davis if uh, Williams was taken. I mean, but, I, I um, guess... I guess the reality is Alshon Jeffrey's only on a one-year deal, I think. So uh, the, the Redskins are in a similar situation with Terrell Pryor. Like, a part of me thinks they could still hypothetically draft receiver because, while for this year they don't need it, next year they do. But, yeah, I, the, seeing as how the Eagles went so heavy at receiver and free agency, and, I mean, they already had Jordan Matthews. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I would be surprised they go receiver, but I do like Mike Williams. 
Yeah, and you 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 already you also throw Tory Smith and Nelson Aguilar in the mix. I mean, I I I understand the the logic behind it. You're right. Jeffrey is on a on a one year deal, but Ben, I actually like your pick of um of McCaffrey here better. I just didn't have him available on my board, and I think he would fit the Eagles team very well. I just think he's going to go earlier to the Panthers. Yeah, wide receiver does not strike me as a big need for this Eagles team right now. All right, uh, Colts at number fifteen, Jordan. All right, uh, I'm gonna go. This this could be like my uh, my LaRaven Clark pick last year. It's it's a uh, I have a offensive lineman going to the Colts. I think their their main goal as a team should be to um, to protect. Uh, uh, Andrew Luck. They gave up 44 sacks last year. You really don't want that guy getting hit so much. So I have them picking uh, Ryan Ramsick, the uh, the offensive tackle from Wisconsin. Um, I'm going to say that the fans have Derek Barnett is still available, right? Uh, that he is, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to have uh, on the fans board Derek Barnett going to the Colts. All right, and Ben, what about you? So cornerback, this is where I have Gary and Conley going for in my own mock. The offensive line they, is definitely their biggest need, but I just don't really know if I like any of these guys. There are more to the point, not to say that it's about me. I just don't know if I get the sense that I see a, a, an offensive lineman going in the top 20 picks. And in round two, they should be able to get one uh, uh, there. So, uh, so that's why I went Conley for me. But for the fan perspective, you know what? Like Derek Barnett is somebody I had in that spot for a long time before I moved him up to the Bengals in mind. So I kind of agree. I, I'll go Derek Barnett with uh, for the fan uh, pick. And it's kind of incredible. When's the last time we had a top twenty without any offensive lineman taken? Yeah, it's it's a it's a weak draft for that this year. I mean, I think I think Ramsey could be a good player. I think he is um, he, he's more of a short tackle than Cam Robinson, who's who's sort of being compared to uh, Eric Flowers, who's probably more more fit to be a guard in the NFL. Um, which is why I think Ramsey's going to be the pick. Uh, they, they could also go get if they want receiver. They uh, sorry if they want a uh, lineman, they could also go Garrett Bowles. But I think I have him going a little bit later. All right. Well, Jake Lewin, who's picking for the Colts, uh, much like Akiva and I, is not a fan of Mike Lombardi. And so he says that with the 15th pick in the draft, <laughs> linebacker of Alabama, Ruben Foster, going to the Colts. And he says, I just really don't want them to take a running back, which is weird because their running back is 32 years old, Frank Gore. But. Yeah, I ha- look, I have, I have Dalvin Cook. Uh, I have Dalvin Ho- Cook on my, my list of potential picks for the Colts. So I think they could go running back. Um, yeah, I, I like the pick of uh, Foster uh, for them. He's, he's available on, on the fans' draft, and I think he'd be a, a good player for them. Foster is who I had here before the last mock I just did, which will be up online in the next couple hours, I think. Uh, but then, yeah, the news sort of kicked him down a little bit there. But basically, the Colts have just so many other needs that, just for their purposes, it just didn't seem like it was worth the risk. But again, it all depends. Do they agree with the Mike Lombardi uh, thinking out there? Yep. And now we get to at number sixteen. Balt. Yeah, and it's it's a local. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if you know the Baltimore guys, but we have a uh, Jeff Zryback from the Baltimore Sun picking for the Ravens. I do. And, uh, I, I do know who he is. All right. So Ben, you want to guess what Jeff is going to do here for the Ravens at number 16? Heavy hitters. You got going on here. Um, <laughs> hold on. I read, didn't I just read? He did, I think I just saw somewhere. <laughs> so, okay. You, I'm guy, Chester? I've never heard of him. you don't read the Baltimore Sun. I read the Baltimore Sun. And so I was communicating with him for, a... <laughs> no, you don't. Ever, ever since The Wire, I just got really into, you know, I, after season five of The Wire, I said, I have to see what's going on with the Baltimore Sun. So nope. <laughs> read it cover to cover every day. Um, all right. So I have Corey Davis going here. To me, the the Ravens, it's either a wide receiver or a pass rusher. 
But in this, so I have them going Corey Davis. But you're telling me Corey Davis is off the board. Mike Williams is off the board. I really like John Ross, but you know, the injury bug or injury concerns that are popping up is probably dropping him. But Derek Barnett's still on the board for the fans, and that's where I would have gone uh, in, in, if I had moved Davis and Williams up. So I'll go Derek Barnett, the pass rusher from Tennessee here for the Ravens, for the fans. And what about you, Jordan? I actually have Derek Barnett in my mock draft as well. Um, I think it, I, I agree that it's going to probably be between the pass rusher and a uh, and a wide receiver. I think the bigger need here is pass rusher. If they don't go Derek Barnett, I could see it being like a, um, a Takaris McKinley or Tar- Taco Charlton, one of those guys. But I think Dar- Derek Barnett is the uh, is probably the more likely pick here. So he's available in the fans draft too. So I'll I'll say the fans will pick Derek Barnett. And by the way, Keith, the guy who picked for the Ravens last year for us, Kevin Gordy, I emailed him first, but he uh, took a little bit of a time to respond, which is why I ended up going with Jeff. Although Kevin and Jeff both made the same pick. And so with the 16th pick in the draft, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, both Jeff Zrebeck and Kevin Gordy select the defensive end out of Tennessee, Derek Barnett. So you guys are right on top of that one. Yeah, so we're all in agreement, which means it's not. there's no way it's going to happen. If we're, if we're, <laughs> if we're all agree- agreeing on that pick, it's not going to happen. But I like how the the Baltimore Ravens beat writer for the Baltimore Sun was your number two choice. <laughs> well, we got to be loyal to sure, uh, sure. Keith. Where did Kevin come from? Because that was one of your guys. I've, I've never remember? heard of him. <laughs> don't throw him under the bus. He's a loyal uh, participant for two years in a row now. Oh, okay, I don't I don't know the listeners. <laughs> All right. Well, number seventeen, uh, Washington on the board. And uh, Stephen Apter, our our longtime Washington contributor, with uh, uh, an interesting pick here, I think. Uh, ben, you're the local guy. What do you think? Uh, what do you have them doing? And, and based on how this draft has gone, what do you think they're going to do? So the Redskins are the team that I that I cover for my uh, site, uh, Breaking Burgundy on Scout.com, and I have said now in various interviews and then in my podcast and elsewhere, I think the Redskins are the hardest team to draft for in this entire <clears throat> first round for two basic reasons. One. They need defensive line help the most, and yet there's almost nobody here that's left on the board that really works for what they need in terms of the defensive line. And yeah, they could take a pass rusher, but and, and they need that as well. But in terms of just like that three, four lineman, they don't really have that. That doesn't exist. And the honest, the other thing is they could literally take, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, they could literally justify taking every single position. Based on need or contract situation, the Kirk Cousins thing is a is a mess. They could literally take anything. So I think they're and so they could take a lot of spots. This is where I have Reuben Foster going. Only I mean I, I'm not buying that he's falling out of the first round just yet. You know, talk to me in a day or two, maybe I'll change my mind. But if Reuben Foster's sitting there, if you had told me a month ago Reuben Foster's sitting there for the Redskins, I've been like, well, I mean they got to make that move. The, they're the middle of their defense in general has been a mess. So I have Reuben Foster now. What do I think the fans are going to do? You're telling me this is interesting. I, I know a lot of people out there seem to think the Redskins need a running back. I don't, at least not in round one. So I'm going to guess Dalvin Cook, but I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't go that way. But you go with Foster. And what about you, Jordan? Yeah, well, if I was the Washington fan picking here, you'd be correct because I do have Dalvin Cook uh, going going to the Redskins. Uh, they definitely need help in the running game. They don't have uh, too many players at that position, so I think he'll be the pick. I think he's a pretty good uh, running back. A lot of uh, a lot of the mock drafts originally had him going before McCaffrey, and at one point people liked him even better than uh, well, some some of the experts liked him better than Fournette. So I have Cook going here. Um, I'm going to say that the fans will go uh, Dalvin Cook as well. 
All right. Uh, so actually, Jim Latronico, who took Jonathan Allen number twelve for the Browns, he said that he really wanted Delvin Cook, but you know he thought he couldn't pass up on Allen there, and he thought maybe they could uh, they could grab uh, Delvin Cook later. But uh, he's still on the board because with the number seventeen pick, Stephen After for the Washington Redskins selects the defensive end out of Michigan, tackle Charlton. So that's a little bit earlier than I've seen him on a few mock drafts. Early, earlier than he's going on my mock draft, uh, he is a good pass rusher. That is his, um, you know, that was his main role um, in college, and I think he's going to continue being a pass rusher in the NFL. So if they if they made the pick, I don't think it's the worst pick in the world, but maybe maybe a little early. All right, we're back to Jamal Black and the Titans at number eighteen for uh, uh, Jamal's second pick. Ben, would you like to guess what Tennessee is going to do with their second pick? Remember, uh, at number five, they took OJ Howard, the tight end. Interesting. Okay, so. I have them going with John Ross here. I, I I have the Titans going a secondary and a receiver with their first two picks in some way, shape, or form. So if we're counting O.J. Howard as a receiver, that means they should go secondary here. Uh, you know what? Gary and Conley still on the board, I believe. So I'll say Gary and Conley for uh, Tennessee. And Jordan, what about you? You agree with you have them taking O.J. Howard at number five. Yes, I do have them taking O.J. Howard, and I had I sort of when I was making my mock draft had had the same mindset where I think they're going to go uh, receiver and a cornerback. Um, I had O.J. Howard going to, to them at five, so I have them on my mock draft uh, picking Tre'Davious White. Um, Gary and Conley is still on the board for the fans. Yep. Yeah, so that he's going to be my pick for the fans. I've I've taken more cornerbacks than they have. Yep. All right. Uh- so uh, you guys are correct, or Ben is correct. He has John Ross here because uh, with the number 18 pick, Jamal Black for the Titans takes John Ross, the receiver out of Washington. So that's uh, that's two more weapons uh, for the Titans' uh, passing game With if they add both O.J. Howard. And, and again, their secondary probably needs some help. So interesting that uh, Jamal's doubling down with receivers here in the first round. Well, Mar- Marcus Mariota, I'm sure, would love that. Yeah, uh, His fantasy owners will, too. I mean, if that happens, Marcus Mariota's uh, fantasy stock goes way up. Keith, where did Mariota go in our uh, League of Leagues? Um, he's he's not even a starter. He's on on a two QB team. He's uh, he's Morty's third quarterback. Oh yeah, but that's yeah, but that's because Morty, for some insane reason, took who, he took Drew Brees and um, Tom Brady he was and the Marcus first Mariota pick in round nine. He was the eighty first pick overall. Yeah, so he was taking a third quarterback before he had like a single player on his basketball team. I By the way, like Ben it. and Jordan, it's a good I don't know if you guys are on top of this, but we had we have a League of Leagues, which is a basketball, football, baseball combined fantasy league with a, what was it, a 58-round draft? Yes. We had our first interleague trades today. Two trades today went down. Would you yes. like to announce them? I mean, <laughs> no one cares, but I traded uh, K-Rod, the closer, and Kenneth Reed, an irrelevant basketball player, for uh, Jeremy Hill and Golden Tate of uh, of the very NFL we're talking about right now. And and then there was just the trade, um, another intersport trade. It was uh, Justin Upton and Brian Hoyer for again. There's a two QB league, so the Brian Hoyers of the world have some value for for uh, Matt Harvey and Louis Severino, a Met and a Yankee. Can, can I just say I've been playing fantasy games of various kinds since before Jordan here was born, and th- this whole league of league things. Because I heard about it. I mean, this is like the this is the takeoff of like the, the thing with Jonah Carey's doing. Is yeah, that right? Correct. Yes. Like I, I, my head is—I have not been able to wrap my head around that. I understand 
economics easier than I can sort of understand what, what this League of Leagues is. So one day I'm going to have to ask you guys or somebody to explain to me what the hell is going on with this thing. Because your trade sounds amazing, but I have no idea what the hell. Yeah, how to, how to value guys across the board. Yeah, I, we haven't made any trades yet. We've been offered. Akiva has offered us a couple of terrible trades, actually. No, he, he, I think he's in ninth place in baseball right now, and we're in second place. So he needs to uh, make up some ground. Uh, I mean, it's, it seems like a lot of fun. I've actually seen the uh, the spreadsheet. Akiva sent it to me. Um, so it does. It, it's a cool idea for for a draft, but I, it would be so hard to compare. Like, how do you compare uh, Kenneth Fareed, for example, and uh, and a Golden Tate? Well, I think Golden Tate has more value than Kenneth Fareed. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> just just stats yeah. wise, how like it, well. What, so know. when I saw Akiva's trade, he asked me what I thought. I thought that the most valuable player in that trade across all uh, was Golden Tate. So if you go by the whoever gets the best player in the trade wins, it would I would say Akiva wins. But also, you know, K Rod, you know, he's old. I don't know what his numbers are. I mean, he went eighteen rounds before season. Golden Tate in the draft. So, yeah, but that's because you know there was a run on relievers. Yeah. So you know, once saves start going, you got to grab saves when you can. But all right, um, it is a keeper yeah. league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Golden Tate has marginally more value in that sense. All right, uh, number nineteen, the Tampa Bay Bucks on the board. And uh, Kyle Appleyard, uh, the Bucks podcaster and a longtime uh, guest of this podcast, is back here to uh, select for the Bucks. Jordan, what are you doing at number nineteen if you're Tampa Bay? On my draft board, I have Jabril, Jabril Peppers, the uh, safety slash linebacker, going to the Bucks. Uh, it's a little bit of a risky pick. You don't really know what his role is going to be in the NFL because he plays two different positions. I think he's played a little bit of halfback as well. Um, but they can really use a safety. They could use a linebacker, and I think he uh, he could fall into um, either one of those slots nicely. Um, I, I can potentially see them going um, offensive line here, maybe a guard like Forrest Lamp or Cam Robinson. Um, but my pick here is Jabril Peppers. All right, what about you, Ben? So for Tampa Bay, I mean, their running back situation is a debacle. Doug Martin is, is uh, going to start the year on suspension, and you know he wasn't so hot last year anyway. Uh, the, their offense has improved a lot already. They added Deshaun Jackson. I think Jameis Winston's due for a big year. If they can get that running game going, then I think they could be a uh, – uh, a potential juggernaut there. Dalvin Cook is sitting there on the board, so that's what I went with. And looking at the board here, I think that's what I will go with for the fans as well. All right, Ben, uh, really on the pulse here because with the number 19 pick, Kyle Appleyard, and the Tampa Bay Bucks select the running back out of Florida State, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I, th- so, I do think if any one of the top three uh, running backs in the draft are available, they would go to Tampa Bay, but I have them all off. Um, yeah, you had them at 17, where Washington uh, took Taco Charlton and said you took a different Michigan guy at number 19 for uh, Jabil Peppers. All right, uh, that brings us to number 20, the Broncos. Travis Henry, not the former running back, but the uh, journalist, uh, he told me he wanted Christian McCaffrey and was disappointed that the Panthers took him so high. Uh, so with McCaffrey off the board, uh, Travis Henry has to go in a different direction. So uh, what do you see uh, – Jordan, what do you see the uh, Broncos doing here? Uh, I think they really need to uh, shore up their their offensive line. Uh, they gave up 40 sacks last year. Uh, they need a tackle, and I think the guy uh, in this draft who is most likely to be uh, an NFL tackle who's not going to have to make the transition to guard is Garrett Bowles. So I have Garrett Bowles going here. Again, not a great um, offensive line draft, but they are still um, – offensive tackles are so valued in the NFL that I do have two of them going in my top 20. Um, so he's my pick here. I can also see them going with um, – uh, I still have Hassan Reddick. Uh, available on my board. I, I could see him being the pick if he's available in the real draft. And I, I could even see them going with the tight end, uh, David Njoku, who's, um, who a lot of the scouts uh, really like, especially after the combine. All right, Ben, what about you? You know, uh, a lot of people blame Denver's uh, missing the playoffs last year on uh, the, the rookie, uh, not the rookie, but the quarterback, Trevor Simeon. And 
you know, uh, showing that he was, uh, you know, that th- th- that wasn't a, r- a risk worth worth taking. I actually didn't think Simeon was that bad. I think the issue was when C.J. Anderson got hurt, the running game went away, largely because the offensive line was a mess. So this is not a good year for offensive linemen. We already talked about that. I think Denver, they do have some other needs. I think tight end is definitely one of them. But I don't think they pass on an offensive lineman here. I've got them taking uh, Utah tackle Garrett Bowles. Um, from the fans' perspective, you know, I- I'll, I'll – it could be Bowles, it could be Ramchick, it could be Cam Robinson, but I'll, this is, since I have it, I'll go Garrett Bowles here for for myself and the fans. All right, so Jordan and Ben are in agreement that they should take the tackle uh, Bowles out of Utah, but uh, Travis Henry and the Denver Broncos with the twentieth pick select the tight end out of my out of Miami, David Njoku. So uh, looking for uh, another uh, passing weapon for their uh, Tony Romo less offense in Denver. All right, number twenty one. The Detroit Lions, uh, we have uh, two guys from the Detroit Lions podcast who uh, sort of take turns, and this year was Case Dillon who uh, picked for them. Uh, Case is on Twitter, of course, at so sue me, uh, which is uh, spelled like Indomitian Sue, uh, even though he's no longer on the Lions. Uh, and uh, what are they going to do at number 21, Ben? I think the Lions, I've just been focusing on pass rusher for the most part. So Barnett's off the board. I've got them going with Charles Harris, the uh, – Outside linebacker from Missouri, plays it probably could play him uh, to end in a four three. So that's what I have. And you know, you could go him, you could go Tack McKinley. So Taco Charlton is off the board. So uh, you know, I, I don't see any reasons to change my my tune. I mean, I guess Gary and Conley's still there, and they could arguably use a cornerback, especially in that division. But uh, I'll go, I'll go Charles Harris, the pass rusher from Missouri. Um, right, I have, uh, I also have a pass rusher. I have Taco Charlton going here to uh, to the Lions. Uh, he's off the board on the fans draft, uh, so I'm going to have the uh, the Lions um, in the fans draft taking uh, to Karis McKinley. They do go defense, but it's a uh, it's a uh, it's, it's a different linebacker. Case Dillon selects for the Detroit Lions. The linebacker out of Florida, Gerard Davis. Okay. I mean, I do have I do have linebacker as a position of need for them. Um, again, Hassan Reddick is there on my board, and he was uh, he was one of the, my uh, possible picks for the uh, for the Lions. So I, I don't hate it. I think they they could just either use a a corner or a pass rusher more. Yeah, it just feels, it feels like they need a pass rusher. There are pass rushers there. They won't be there necessarily next round or two. So that's the only reason. Inside linebacker, totally fine. But I don't. I think they need pass rusher most of all. All right, the Miami Dolphins on the board at number 22. Mike Woodburn, who joined us on the podcast in January to preview that Steelers-Dolphins uh, forgettable wildcard matchup. Ben, what do you see the Dolphins doing here in the first round? They're another team that could definitely go pass rusher because the, uh, their, their top guy is getting up there in age. But uh, the light has gone on for me with this pick. I keep seeing Forrest Lamp the guard from Western Kentucky that Miami's got a hole. Now they're moving Jer- uh, Laramie Tunsil to tackle. So, and I'm, I lamp needs to go somewhere in round one. Cause that's what will happen. And that's how I'm going to make my mock work. Miami's a good place to fit him, and they need him. So that's where I'm going Forest lamp for, for Miami. I, you know what? I mean, it, it seems like it's been a poppy, something of a popular pick. So I'm going to guess the fans are going to agree with that one as well. All right, Jordan, what about you? 
while I love Lamp as well, uh, I have Hassan Reddick going to the uh, the Dolphins. He's available on my board. I think uh, he's going a little bit later on my mock draft than he is on some of the other ones. Um, he's not available in the fans uh, the fans draft. Uh, I think they can either go they could go with a linebacker, they could go pass rusher. I I, I have a feeling they're going to go defense here um, as opposed to offensive line. So I'm going to have them going actually with Jared Davis uh, the line. Oh wait, no, no, he's not available in the fans draft. Uh, so I'm going to have them going with um, to Karis McKinley the uh, uh, defensive end. All right, which is the second pick in a row, I think, that you have the fans taking, right? I do. All right, uh, well, you should have listened to Ben because Mike Warburton mm. is just looking around the room and naming things he sees. And so with the 22nd pick <laughs> in the draft, it is the offensive guard out of Western Kentucky, Forrest Lamp, to uh, the Dolphins. And that brings the New York football giants on the board, Yoni Wiesel, Jonathan Wiesel, also a member of the League of Leagues, isn't he, Akiva? Nope. No, no, not. no, he's not. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's in our pool of pools. Yeah. He's in the pool of pools. Yeah, yeah. He was sending me some emails criticizing the uh, Excel spreadsheet for the pool of pools. That's what it was. I got mixed up. Mm. All right. What are the Giants going to do here at number 23, Jordan? Uh, on my board, I have him taking uh, David Njoku, the tight end from Miami. I think he's a, a, a physical beast. The Giants really, really need a, a tight end, so I think he'd be the, the right pick for them here. Uh, the fans have already picked uh, David Njoku. Um, I think they could also may, maybe they'll look into um, um, they, they could look into uh, taking an offensive lineman here. I'm going to say that they'll go, you know, I, I'm not going to say Cam Robinson because then they have that Eric Flowers situation where they have another um, tackle who can't play tackle. Um, so I'm going to go uh, Deion Dawkins, the the offensive guard. He's he's more of a natural guard than Cam Robinson is, and Forrest Lamp is off the board. So I'm going to say the fans will pick Deion Dawkins. I'm picking David Njoku. All right, what about so, you, Ben? So I've had David Njoku here to the, to the uh, Giants forever. I probably... As I said before with Malik Hooker, I probably had him every single mock for the Giants until my latest one. And the reason was that I switched it because the more I kept looking at the offensive linemen, like I do a two-round mock, and when I kept getting into the round two, I'm like, man, there are just not enough offensive linemen there for the Giants in round two. And everywhere you, you, you – anybody you talk to, anywhere you, anything you read, the Giants have desperately got to figure out their, their tackle situation. So and it works out here since Njoku's off the board. I'm going to go with the tackle. Uh, I have Ryan Ramchek here from Wisconsin, so what the hell, we'll go with him. Um, Garrett Bowles is still on the fan board, but I'll go Ryan Ramchek, Wisconsin. All right, and uh, you are right about the position. You guys both took Garrett Bowles at number 20, but where he's on our board at number 23, Yoni Wiesel. And you're also right, by the way, about uh, the tight end thing, both of you, because he said that he would love to take O.J. Howard, but assuming he's off the board, which he most likely will be, uh, Wiesel has the Giants taking the tackle uh, Garrett Bowles out of Utah at number 23. Let me ask you guys a question as we get into the, the playoff team type picks. When you guys watch the draft, are you ESPN guys or NFL Network guys? I've I've always watched it on ESPN. Well, and it's I big t- difference this year, right? There's no there's no Boomer Chris Berman's. Game. Yeah, that, that that's the difference. I turn on ES between Boomer and John Gruden wanting every team to take a quarterback. <laughs> ESPN becomes unwatchable at some points. So I go over to Mike Mayock, but you're right, no no uh, Berman this year. That could change it up for me. So uh, I could I could do that uh, this year. I, I I probably will do that just to see how enjoyable it is without Berman. Yeah, I, actually, this is going to be the first the first year in a very very long time. I can't even remember the last time I didn't watch the uh, the first round of the draft. But I'm actually going to be in Montreal for a bachelor party, so I'll be following it on my phone. Um, but I, you know what, this is also the first time that I have with his friends. Well, it's, it's it's my 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 best friends getting married. We've been best friends since uh, since first grade, mm. and uh, you know. 
he's and I think that uh, you guys could have gone to a Habs game if the Rangers didn't knock him out. No, that's true. I was actually thinking that I wanted the Rangers to win, but what are you going to do? Are the Argonauts still playing? I don't know. I don't watch hockey. Okay, that's uh, that's a <laughs> CFL team. I know that they're not a team anymore. That's a CFL thing. I knew that. Uh, Jordan doesn't scout the uh, the Canadian Football League, only the National Football League. No, I don't. I, we we could do a Canadian Football League mock draft next. All time. right. So what are we up to? Pick twenty four. Your former roommate Adam Brooks for the Oakland Raiders. For excuse me. For, well, yeah, they still are the Oakland Raiders for now. Who's a roommate? You used to live with him? No, I thought you used to live with him. No, I never lived with Adam Brooks. Oh, so, so how do you know Adam Brooks? We just went to uh, we went to school in uh, Israel together. Oh, well, so I asked Adam. I said, uh, "Does the team moving from Oakland to Las Vegas affect your fanship?" But because he's never lived within three thousand miles of either city, he says he couldn't care less. He's still a Raiders fan, <laughs> right? But no, um, he loves the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we have a, a new guest joining our our mock draft. My four month old son. Uh, oh, uh, did you? Get, was that you being yelled at by your wife while yeah. we were talking? Ha- about ha- had to take him over. Another boy named Eli who uh, whines and cries a lot and passes off fake merchandise. So. Mm. <laughs> He's, he's not, All right, so what he's do you guys think? The, what do you what do you guys think the Raiders will do? What do you think the fan thinks the Raiders will do? This is where I have uh, Takaris McKinley going. The the Raiders were last in sacks. Uh, I do think they need to go with a pass rusher here. You know, they're they're a team without, especially without a lot of flaws on offense. Defensively, it's a little bit of a different story. Um, but uh, you know, is Gary and Conley still available on the fans draft? Indeed, he is. You know what? I got to go Gary and Conley here. Um, I, I think he, he'll be gone by this point, so I'm going to Karis McKinley. But Gary and Conley is my pick for the fans. So I've got uh, also a defensive mindset, but I'm going like the, focusing on the fact that the Raiders were pretty bad against the run, and uh, their inside linebacker situation is not so exciting. I have Jared Davis still on the board for me, so that's where I have him going in my draft. He's gone, though, in this board. Yeah, Gary Conley, I mean, it do, the cornerback is definitely another need position for the Raiders. He is still sitting there. What the hell? I will follow uh, Jordan and go Gary Conley. You are both exactly on the money with the 24th pick, Adam Brooks, and the Oakland soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders select the cornerback out of Ohio State, Gary Conley. I think that's a, that's a great value pick if, he, if he's there, but I don't think he's going to be. All right, so we had two Texans fans picking. We had uh, Yoni Pollock, who runs uh, HouseOfHouston.com, and we also had Matthew Weston. They both made the exact same pick here for the Texans at number 25. So, Jordan, do you want to guess? Well, tell us what they should do. Tell us what you think they're going to do. You know, I think this is where, uh, like I said, I'm not in love with the quarterbacks here. But I mean, what, what do the Texans have to have to lose? They don't have a quarterback on on their or a legitimate quarterback on their roster. Uh, I still have uh, Deshaun Watson available on my board. He's still available on the fans' board because I think it's they've only uh, Mahomes and uh, and Trubisky are the only quarterbacks to go on the fans' board. So I'm going to go Watson here for the fans. All right, Ben, what about you? This is where I have Watson going. For most of the drafts I've been doing, I had Watson going. 12 to the Browns or maybe even six to the Jets. And I'm not even saying he's falling. It just feels like the Pat Mahomes thing has turned into this, uh, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time or something. So previously I would have Mahomes at 25 to the Texans. So I flipped it. This is where I've got Deshaun Watson. And yeah, makes it makes total sense that the, the, that the fans would think that that's what they need to all do. All right, so it's unanimous because with the 25th pick in the draft, Yoni Pollock, Matt Weston, uh, Jordan Kalish, Ben Standing, everybody says the Houston Texans should take Deshaun Watson. Which, again, like if you're just a casual fan after watching what he did uh, to Alabama, I think you, you'd have to be excited with that pick. But, you know, obviously whether he can convert that to the NFL remains to be seen. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I he's he's actually my favorite quarterback in the draft. Um, I I think he'll go second. I think Trubisky has more, um, you know, more of the scouts on his side based on based on what I've read in a lot of mock drafts. Uh, but I think yeah, I think it, uh, at twenty five, it's it's a good value pick. Um, and, and you know, t- typically the guy who you know usually have two quarterbacks go in the top ten or the top fifteen. So good pick by the Texans if they can make it here. All right, Seattle on the board at number twenty six. Jordan, what are they going to do? All right, uh, you know S- Seattle. Um, while they are, you know, they they were very good defensively last year, as they have been for the past few years. Their depth in the secondary isn't great, and there's a guy, there's a cornerback, Kevin King, well, especially not who if they six trade. Three. Yeah, go, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, if they trade Richard Sherman, they're definitely going to go cornerback. Uh, but even if they don't make that trade, I could still get see them going corner here. And there's there's two guys that really fit what the, uh, uh, the what Seattle likes to do. There's uh, Kevin King, the cornerback, and then there's Obi Melifonwu, who's a uh, safety slash cornerback from UConn. Um, he's also he's like six four. He kind of reminds me um, of uh, Cam Chancellor. Um, but I think they're going to go Kevin King here. Um, it's another cornerback that's on my draft board. However, I believe there's a couple cornerbacks still available on uh, the, the draft board uh, for the fans and I think um, Marlon Humphrey and Marlon Humphrey's available right? he's available yeah um, do I think the fans are going to go with him they could I guess go with a offensive lineman you know what I'm going to say that the fans picked Cam Robinson um, who's a tackle who played tackle in, in college I think he's more of a guard in the NFL but the Seahawks could use that so I think he, he's going to be the fans and Ben what about you uh, yeah offensive lines where I focus on with Seattle this is where I have Cam Robinson going I, I totally get the cornerback idea but like I said before there's just so many interesting cornerbacks this year that in theory they could get one later so I uh, yeah I'll just stay with my pick Cam Robinson for Alabama both for me and for the uh, fans Jordan is going to take this one because Jack Verone for the Seattle Seahawks selects uh, the uh, local cornerback Kevin King out of Washington interesting yeah I mean look they they could definitely use one you know the fact that you know Richard Sherman was a later round pick I don't know if that factors into Seattle's thinking like well we already we we got this guy that we waited but you know whatever who knows Kevin King's a fine player I would not be like you know terrible all right uh number 27 the Kansas City Chiefs and a longtime podcast guest Cole Hogan uh back to pick for the Chiefs at number 27 uh Ben what do you think the Chiefs are going to do here I think the Chiefs, to me, honestly, are another tricky team in that they're not like – they could definitely use a running back, but, uh, you know, I've got all the top three running backs gone. I mean, Joe Mixon's like maybe one of the bigger wild cards in the draft, but I don't know if I see Kansas City doing that. But uh, pass rush is always – if you if you even think you need it at all, you don't pass on it. So this is where I've got them – this is where I've got Tack McKinley from uh, UCLA going – Again, he I, Charles Harris is still on the the fans board. I had him going earlier, but just to stay consistent, I'll, I'll go with McKinley here for myself and for the fans. All right, and Jordan, what about you? I actually I I have pass rusher as well. I have Tack McKinley off my board, so I have them taking Charles Harris, the uh, defensive end from Missouri. <laughs> Um, and I think that and I think that the fans um, are going to go. Tack McKinley, Tack McKinley is still on the board. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna agree with Ben here and say that the fans. I think will that's take, the fourth uh, time you've tried to give him to the uh, fans. I it, it is. I think he's gonna go earlier. You guys have not got into the mind of a Cole Hogan, and uh, after seeing uh, you know year after year of Alex Smith chucking uh, four yard passes into the ground, oh, even at the Pro that's... Bowl, 
Kaiser. Yeah, Kaiser. Uh, the self-proclaimed, uh, you know, the mind of Tom Brady and the body of Cam Newton. So uh, with, <laughs> with the 27th pick, the quarterback out of Notre Dame, who, by the way, um, Brian Kelly completely threw him under the bus, which I just I can't understand why head coaches do that for these guys. It's just I, I don't see what the benefit is. The guys already left your program. Why are you, you know, why are you just burning a bridge and, and making, you know, future prospects think that, you know, you'll throw guys under the bus when they leave early. But um, I mean, Kelly's a terrible person, and I think that's well documented. So <laughs> it shouldn't be a surprise. All right. Uh, so, yeah, what are your thoughts on Kaiser? Um, I think uh, I don't have Kaiser going in the first round. Um, I, I think that he is the fourth best quarterback in the draft and in a quarterback draft that isn't very strong. Uh, so I don't love the pick here for the Chiefs. Uh, they're a team I... Uh, Look, Alex Smith did have a down year. He's not a great quarterback, but I think he's a serviceable quarterback still. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to win a Super Bowl with him. Probably not. But they have a good team around him. I think they should pick uh, either a, pa- a pass rusher since they were you know 28th in sacks uh, or maybe another player, like um, potentially a wide receiver if there's one available here that, that might help them more. Maybe it'll help Alex Smith out. Um, so I don't love the uh, Deshaun Kaiser Sose pick. When, when, when you turn in your mock drafts to this national contest – you get credit both for getting the pick right, but also if you're getting the player in the first round. If it comes down to the end, and I just think that Kaiser's getting a pick, pick round one, this is where I will have him go. I, I had him going to Chiefs and other times, but yeah, it just feels like every, there's, the piling on is happening with him. Nobody seems to like him nearly as much as he likes himself. So uh, that's why I had him fall, but Kansas City would be where I would slot him if I put him in round one. All right, uh, now we got the Cowboys. Uh, Jordan Parhar, reality uh, television contestant and uh 32 fans, Cowboys uh, guest. He's uh, he's at number 28 on the board. Uh, Jordan, what do you think? Uh, jo- what do you think uh, Jordan's going to do? So I have him taking a corner, Adoree Jackson. I have a lot of these corners going in the first round, maybe more than are actually going to go in the first round. So I have Adoree Jackson, um, but on the fans board, Marlon Humphrey is uh, is still available. I think they could potentially, if either Davis or Ross are available, which I don't know if they will be, I think they could shock um, the draft by taking a wide receiver here, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, so I think he's going to pick uh, Marlon Humphrey, uh, the cornerback. All right, what about you, Ben? So this is where I have Taco Charlton going again, sticking with my sort of same theory of you can get cornerback a little bit later. Um, that said, it is their biggest need, and Charlton's off the board already. So Charles Harris is still there. That's pretty tempting. Um, Marlon Humphrey, as, as uh, Jordan just said, is as well. Just to be different, to try to get a point up on Jordan, I'll go Charles Harris, the pass rusher from Missouri. All right. Uh it, uh, Jordan's going a totally different direction because uh, with the 28th pick, Jordan Parhar for the Cowboys selects uh, the tight end out of Old Miss, Evan Engram. Uh, huh. Have we ever had three tight ends taken in the first round of an NFL draft? Yeah, of course. I'm not sure. I mean, I know Evan Ingram had a uh, had a good co- combine. Apparently, I don't think he's going to be a first rounder. Um, but I could I could see what what Jordan is thinking here. I th- I think corner is the bigger need though. Uh, they were 26 in uh, pass defense last year. And, and also, I mean, tight end. This is supposedly a pretty deep draft for tight end. So again, if you if you believe in the principle of you can get that later, then you get that later. Which is, uh, you know, how fantasy drafts usually go. If you're not going to grab your uh, your Gronk or in this case your OJ Howard early, uh, wait for a tight end. All right, number twenty nine, the Green Bay Packers on the board, and we have uh, Ferris Mir, who's uh, on Twitter at uh, Chef Boyard G. Uh, and uh, Ferris was recommended to me by our, our Packers expert as a, a draft expert. So, uh, Ferris, thanks for uh, making the pick for us at 29. And uh, Ben, what do you think Ferris is doing? Well, I've, I've had them going with a cornerback one way or the other pretty much this whole time. Marlon Humphrey is the pick for me. 
uh, at, uh, at 29. Uh, he's probably the best cornerback still available. I, you know what? I mean, my, I'll just stay with it. I'll go Marlon Humphrey for, for both me and the fans. And what about you, Jordan? I also have them taking a corner. Marlon Humphrey is off my board. I have them taking uh, Chidobia Woozy, the cornerback from Colorado. And this this may might end up being my LaRaven Clark pick, but I have them taking Chidobia Woozy here because uh, I have a lot of these corners off the board. Um, Marlon Humphrey uh, is has not been taken yet, and I know I've picked Marlon Humphrey now for about three different fan teams, uh, but I have him going there. I think you know the the other way that they could go is maybe that um, Obi Melifanwu, the uh, the safety from from UConn. They need some safety help as well, but I think. Cor- is the better pick for them, and I think they're going to go Hunter. All right, well, you guys are right about cornerback, but they're going a different direction than you thought. Uh, with the 29th pick, Ferris Muir for the Green Bay Packers takes Tredavious White out of LSU. Sure. sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I have him. He's off my board already. I had him going to the Titans at 18, so I, I if he's there, I could see it. Yep. All right. Yeah, there's like, there's like 10 or 12 cornerbacks that all, like, depending on who you listen to or whatever, is the next greatest cornerback of all time, and he's one of those names for sure. Yeah, uh, and then Jordan, as as you've noted, your uh, draft is heavy on cornerbacks here in the first round. All right, we got three picks it is. left. I, and a lot of teams need them, and there's a lot of good ones. And we got three picks left. Uh, let's see if we get another uh, cornerback go off the board. The Steelers at number 30, and uh, Jim Hersberger is uh, picking for the Steelers. So, Jordan, what's he going to do? I don't know what he's going to do. What what I actually I still have Corey Davis on my board, and while uh, wide receiver is definitely not the biggest need for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think if you put him on the other side of Antonio Brown, uh, right now their second uh, wide receiver is Darius Hayward Bay, um, who you know he's 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 tall and he's fast, but he isn't necessarily the best uh, receiver in the world. I think he might work better as a th- as a third receiver. Um, so if you pick Corey Davis here and, and pair him with Antonio Brown, I think that makes the uh, their pass attack even better. Uh, so that's my pick. I think they're going to go – I think he's going to go with a pass rusher, and I'm going to say that the pass rusher that he'll take um, – Ta- Taco's off the board, right? Yep. Is Tack McKinley I, I, off the board? No, no Tack McKinley's still available. You're picking him. All right, so I'm going uh, I'm going Tack McKinley then. And what about you, Ben? What about you, Ben? Yeah, I, I'm going to end up with Tack McKinley ultimately as well. I have Njoku going here. That, I actually think Njoku probably goes earlier either in that sort of the – Denver Giants kind of range but once I had him once I went with the Giants to take a, a tackle I just didn't have any where else I could see putting him to he would definitely be great for the Steelers I've also previously had them taking Corey Davis uh maybe in the one or one or two mocks previously but yeah pass rush definitely a big deal a big need for them whichever pass rusher falls be it McKinley Charles Harris I could definitely see them taking so yeah I'll, I'll uh I'll go McKin. You know what? The hell with it. I'll go Charles Harris just to uh, so we're not all on the exact same page here. Well, Jim uh, is looking for somebody to rush the quarterback, but he's looking in a little bit of a different direction because uh, with the number thirty pick, Jim Hersberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers take uh, the linebacker out of Wisconsin, T.J. Watt. Jim likes Watt's size and pedigree. He says. All right. I mean, look, he's he's uh, related to J.J. Watt, which is obviously a uh, a point in his favor. I do have him on my my list of potential picks for the Steelers. So look, I I mean, I we both had him taking a uh, a pass rusher. T.J. Uh, Watt is a pass rusher, so it's hard to hate the pick. All right, we got two picks left: the uh, Super Bowl losers and their arch rivals, uh, who uh, you know got the pick uh, from the Patriots. So uh, we'll start with the Falcons. We have Harry <laughs> Schaefer picking for the Falcons. Uh, our uh, long-suffering Falcons fan who uh, joined us uh, to preview the Super Bowl and uh, did not join us after the Super Bowl for some reason, wasn't uh, up for the recap. But uh, what do you guys think he's doing here at number 31? Jordan, you first. 
So my pick here is I still have Forest Lamp on my board. I think they can use a, uh, a, a guy who could, they could plug in right away and start at guard. Uh, he's off the board for the fans. Um, they were one of the weaker points on their team, and we you know we, we definitely saw it in the Super Bowl was their secondary. Um, the fact that Marlon Humphrey is still there at, uh, at 31, which I don't think is actually going to happen, I think he's going to pick uh, Marlon Humphrey. All right, what about you, Ben? So, again, you do these mock drafts. or some players you're like, I know he's going in round one. I just don't know where. Jabril Peppers from Michigan is definitely that guy this year. Everybody seems to love him, but nobody seems to know what exactly to do with him. Uh, I, I think Atlanta's defense definitely – I don't know if that safety is their biggest need, but they could use some more another playmaker somewhere. So this is where I have Peppers going. Um, that said, in terms of the fan perspective – you know, I, I do think they need more of a pass rush, so I'll, I'll go with uh, Charles Harris again here. To I, I do think they need that, but like I said, uh, Pepper is just such an interesting player. He's got to go somewhere around one, but I'll go Harris for the fans. So Harry is going to go with the 31st pick to the Falcons. He's going to take a safety, but a little more traditional than Peppers. He's going to go with uh, Buda Baker out of Washington. When's the last time Washington hit two guys in the first round? I'm not sure about that. What do you guys think about Buda Baker going in the first round here? My, I, I didn't have him listed as my my best safety left on the board. I like that guy uh, Obi Melifonwu from from UConn. But uh, again, like he he, uh, I did have safety as a position of need for the Falcons. Uh, they the thing is they they drafted a uh, Keanu Neal last year who's who's also a safety. So I think they're more likely um, to go corner because by the time it's uh, the, the Falcons uh, don't pick again until the thirty first pick in the second round, all of these good corners might be gone. So I think um, they're more likely if they do go with. Uh, um, the secondary to go with a cornerback. All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they really need safety. I just think Peppers is such an interesting player. They're, I would have. I'm viewing they're going with the player as opposed to they need safety to so take him. If if Peppers is there, I think that would be an exception because he's. He, I think he's a special player. He could also play linebacker. He kind of reminds me of uh, Dayon Buchanan on the on the Cardinals, who uh, was actually switched to linebacker. Um, but uh, he's you know he, he's a different type of player than um, uh, than Buda Baker, who's more of a traditional uh, safety. All right, so the last pick of the first round, the Saints uh, traded Brandon Cooks to the Patriots to get this pick. Who are they going to get uh, for Brandon Cooks, Ben? So I've got them. So first off, this whole Malcolm Butler trade with the Patriots. I mean, come on already, do it or not, right? I mean, we've been hearing about this forever. Supposedly, the you know the latest is it's get done, it gets done by draft day or not. I assume it's going to get done just based on what New England has done this year and what the Saints need. And we figure it should make sense. But until it happens, I'm going with the assumption that the Saints still need a cornerback. So I had them taking Kevin King from Washington, uh, and uh, I know he's off the board. For the fans, um, so I'll stay with the cornerback thing and go with Marlon Humphrey here, knowing that they still need a cornerback. And they look—they do have a second-round pick where they can get a receiver, I think, there. Uh, so get one of the cornerbacks that's left. So I'll go Marlon Humphrey. So the pick that I have on my board, uh, and I, I don't have him going yet in the first round. I think he's definitely going to be a first rounder. Is John Ross? Um, you know, that is, they traded uh, they traded Cooks, which I think made no sense because I think Cooks was uh, you know a, a really important member of their offense. But I think John Ross here, you you do get a really quick wide receiver who who's uh, you know slightly younger than Cooks. Um, but I I can all I could see this you know this pick being being involved in a trade with the Patriots or maybe somebody else. Um, I I do think that John Ross would be uh, you know 
it, him, him being in that Saints offense would be good for for him. I think he'd have a big rookie season. Um, so that's my pick there. I, as for the fans, I don't think the fans are going to have uh, the Saints taking a receiver. Um, so I'm also, you know, Mar- Marlon Humphrey, I have him going, uh, you know, early. I have him going 14 to the Eagles. Uh, so I'm kind of surprised he's available here. And I'm also going to pick Marlon Humphrey um, as the Saints pick. All right. So they are going with a cornerback, but it's a different one. A- Andrew Juge, who, as I said, uh, he, he deferred to Paul Elliott at number 11. And so he steps up number 32 and he takes the cornerback out of Florida, Quincy Wilson. Right. Um, yeah, he's on. He's on my uh, on my cornerback board of, uh, of of good players who are left. So uh, I know I'm, I'm surprised that Martin Humphrey isn't going in the uh, the fans' first round. I think he is going to be a first rounder, but we will see. All right. So that wraps up our first round. I'm looking to see sort of the the highest pick that each you has that is not picked by anybody else. So I think Ben, if I'm not mistaken, you have Cam Robinson, the tackle, uh, going at number 26. Jordan, you have Adore Jackson going at 28. And then I think for the fans, it's either Deshaun Kaiser at 27, Evan Ingram at 28. So we'll see which one of those guys lasts the longest at the actual draft and uh, and suffers an all-time ban. So will it be Ben? Will it be Jordan? Will it be uh, – uh, if it's Cole Hogan, uh, our Chiefs fan, that would be too bad because uh, Cole has been a, a good and productive uh, guest on this podcast many times. But wait, uh, wait, Should we make Chester make a Viking second-round pick since the Vikings don't have a first-round pick? And then he could potentially get banned? <laughs> I mean, I know you're trying to ban me, but – well, didn't you pick? You, didn't you say the Vikings are going to pick Joe Mixon in the second round? Yeah, on the last podcast. Well, look when when you get rid of Adrian Peterson, the most important thing to do at running back is find a guy who has no off the field troubles. You know, who's never been involved in any kind of. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I really think they're going to do that. Um, you know, whatever. I'll be as big a hypocrite as I am with Peterson. If he's really good, I'll uh, celebrate uh-huh. him, and if he's not, I'll you know get on my high horse and say, oh, he shouldn't be a member of this team. So. <laughs> And and Ben, uh, dra- draft pro- draft prognosticators have not had a uh, a good history taking um, taking an offensive lineman uh, for the Seahawks at number twenty six. I did that last year and it didn't work out. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> oh boy! All right, now, now yeah, see now I'm back to being nervous. Yeah, again. but I you know I've seen Cam Robinson going in the first round in a lot of mocks, which uh, I don't remember too much about LaRaven last year. But you know yeah. we'll see. Well, it would be it would be a crushing blow. Yeah, if Ben can never come back on this pack, I, yeah, I don't know how he probably didn't know existed until last week. It would be a crushing blow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. I think this one is going to end up uh, quicker than last year's first round, which I guess last year we huh. had the distractions. You know, we had, you know, videos being released of guys smoking, you know, out of a gas mask bongs and stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah th- this year, a, a much more straight laced uh, 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 first round. But we can all hope that uh, on Thursday, the actual really the first least round will star started first round that I could remember. Hey, don't sleep on Mitch Trubisky. FEMA's already has his uh, Trubisky jersey. Uh, yeah, but I, I just think com. like you know, he's the North Carolina quarterback. Nobody's ever seen him play. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So thank you so much, uh, Ben. You are on Twitter at uh, at your name, I believe, right? Which is uh, Ben Standig and uh, Jordan. You're on Twitter at Jordan Kalish. So yep, uh, easy enough to remember. And uh, you know, we will we will follow up next week. We'll see uh, who's uh, who's going to suffer that lifetime ban. And, and, and Jordan, you converted a lifetime into one year once, so I don't know if you want to try your luck yeah, twice. But. We're we're not like governors in Arkansas. We don't give you a second state. Timely, <laughs> 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 timely. All right, guys. Yeah, well, I'm I'm hoping I do better this year. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. If this is my only time, I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> Oh
It is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.